everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Anime Nostalgia Podcast. Yay! I am your host, Dawn. Uh, Happy New Year! This is the first episode of 2021. Yay! We made it. (laughs) We made it this far. Hopefully we will keep going on. (laughs) But um, I thought for the first episode of the brand new year, we would try something new and fun and different and interesting. Uh, So today we are going to be talking about, uh, ironically, the first episode of the year, we're talking about Lupin the Third, the first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A brand new anime based off of the classic character who actually celebrates the 50th anniversary this year. Uh, Later this year, it is the 50th anniversary celebration of the Lupin franchise, which is pretty wild. Uh, But with me today to talk about this brand new anime film is my good friend Trisha. Welcome back, Trisha. Hello, everyone. It's been been a moment. It has, but I'm always ready to talk about Lupin, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Always relevant. So yeah, I thought it would be fun if we watched uh, Lupin the Third, the first, the brand new uh, CG 3D film, anime film. It feels weird calling it anime because it's like not traditionally what we would think of anime. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's still animated obviously, so yes. it, it it counts. Animated in Japan? Animated mm-hmm. animated by humans <laughs> just on computers. It was. Uh, but uh, I was also lucky enough to get a copy of this movie from G Kids, the folks who are releasing it here in the US. And um, also putting it out digitally and on Blu-ray. It is out now as we are recording. It has, like, literally just come out on Blu-ray. Yeah, it was, like, a couple of days ago. Yes, like, earlier this week, I think. Yes. And uh, But I got this for Christmas. I got it early because I, I'm very special. <laughs> <laughs> but also just big shout-out to G-Kids for that. Um, they are also helping me do a giveaway for a copy of this movie uh, by the time this comes out, you'll probably only have, like, a couple days left to enter. So uh, hurry up and check that out. I will have a link up on the blog and in the show notes as well. Uh, so check that out if you are listening in a timely manner. If not, you probably missed the window, and I apologize. But hopefully I'll be able to do another, you know, fun giveaway soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, again, big shout-out to G-Kids for... Uh, being kind enough to send me that like they were just like hey we know you love Lupin would you be interested in in um you know doing a giveaway for your listeners and I was like heck yes I would go G-Kids yeah <laughs> um but also good on G-Kids for uh releasing this amazing movie I was super excited when it first got uh announced I was like wow this like very stylish new Lupin thing coming out yes. like very exciting so it was really fun to watch this and see how it stacks up from 50 years of Lupin content. Yeah, just a massive history. Yeah, I thought it would be fun for, you know, because we're, we've been fans of the the, the franchise for like a while now. Mm-hmm. Obviously not 50 full years, but... <laughs> yeah, I haven't been alive that long yet. <laughs> I'm getting there, but yeah, we, we haven't... Uh, well, we're, we're older fans, but we're not that old. We haven't been there since day one. Uh, but I thought it would be fun. Like, old fans watch new Lupin. Yes. Woo! But um, before we get into that, like, sort of a brief overview. Like, if you've been somehow 
living under a rock and you know absolutely nothing about <laughs> the Lupin the Third franchise. So how would you describe, like, if you had to give someone the elevator pitch for Lupin, like, what's Lupin in a nutshell? <laughs> Lupin is just, like, this really kind of uh, monkey-ass type of um, thief based on, um, he's Lupin the Third, and he's based on Arce Lupin, who's, like, this famous kind of fictional French thief, mm-hmm. and um, it just kind of plays off of, like, um, just, like, the kind of adventures he goes on, and how he's, like, always trying to go after his next heist, and he has this kind of little crew he comes across, like, he has, like, this um, kind of gruff gunman named um, Daisuke Jigen, and they're mm-hmm. kind of little partners, and they're mm-hmm. always, like, on these little misadventures together, and <laughs> there's this woman, they, um, Fujiko Mine, who uh, Lupin kind of has a little, you know, a little... On again, like, off again yeah, thing. Yes, like, little flings with occasionally, and it really frustrates Jigen. Mm-hmm. And then, um, on top of that, they also have Goemon Ishikawa the 13th, who is, like, the descendant of Goemon Ishikawa, who was just, like, the really famous, like... Japanese thief during like um, I think like the feudal era or something. Yeah, like he, he literally walks around in this like very old fashioned like yes. kimono, super like uh, anachronistic character, just yeah. totally like out of place in like this kind of any kind of time period. Yeah, and it's it's just he's like super old fashioned. <laughs> yes, like comically old fashioned. Yeah, like in a very kind of Japanese way, mm-hmm. and uh, it's great. And then they had this little group, and then there's also this kind of Interpol like cop agent who's always going after him called um, Koichi Zenigata and he's like just kind of like goofy kind of cop character he's always trying to catch Lupin and he's always kind of missing his chance and yeah he's basically like the foil to <laughs> yes to he's, Lupin he's just uh he's the treasure I love uh. <laughs> yes and all of these characters are like super likable yes and mm-hmm. they've just been like uh episodically like there's no real like Yes. Like, mm-hmm. canon timeline or whatever. No, like, originally, like, um, Monkey Punch, the author, he, like, kind of envisioned Lupin as being, like, he was really inspired by, like, Mad, Mad Magazine comics mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. so it's very, like, cartoony and kind of, like, um, irreverent yeah. in a way towards, like, these kind of... Like, he, um, he pulled from a lot of different um, inspirations. So, like, um, he said he really loved mysteries, like Agatha Christie yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. He loved, like, James Bond. Yes, the James Bond influence is, like, so apparent. Yeah, Especially with, like, um, Fujiko being very much kind of a Bond girl kind of stereotype, mm-hmm. usually. Mm-hmm. So. And and it's very, like, sort of Western-influenced. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, like, European, because, like, you know, obviously oh. there's lots of, like, French influence, Italian. Yes. Oh, yeah, Lupin is, like giant in Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a huge, like, history of Lupin in Italy, especially, like, when it came out in the 70s, where there was, there was, like, this big, um, crossover with, like, kind of all these mystery novels coming out at the same mm-hmm. time. They're, like, super pulpy, and Lupin kind of just fit right into that yeah. demographic. Yeah, because it very has that, that, uh, that vibe. Like, yes, it's very... It's very- Yes. It's very, like, pulpy, sort of, like, mm-hmm. international men's magazine <laughs> sort of yes, thing going with, like, on. sexy girls and lots of guns. And yeah. Lots of, everyone's fast very, cars. Yes, fast cars. Uh, money, lots of money. Yes, just lots of kind of um, corrupt activities going yes. on. But in a very kind of fun... In way. a fun sort of Looney Tunes-esque yes. way. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of your over... Like, I feel like there's a lot of people who kind of think too hard about Lupin. They're like... Oh, I've always wanted to get into Lupin, but I like there's so much, but I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, it's kind of like one of those legacy series, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of yes. drop in at the beginning of any given season mm-hmm. because they never explain like a backstory <laughs> or anything. No, like I remember a long time ago, like I was like, okay, I'm gonna start watching Lupin the Third from episode one, season one, and I'm gonna watch it all in like. 
order and I'm going to like know all this stuff about Lupin now. The very first episode, they just drop you into like a, a fucking like a uh, race car heist yes. thing. <laughs> Which is great. Which was wild. I was like, they don't, they're not really explaining a lot. So you just kind of are like, okay. You just kind of have to roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. you, you just basically know from, from the opening, it's like they're all thieves and they work together sometimes and like weird stuff happens sometimes. Some really bizarre things sometimes. There's car chases, there's gunfights, there's... Yes. Uh, art thievery, jewel thievery, <laughs> any Sometimes, kind of thievery. like, um, weird time travelers coming back to Lord of Lupin <laughs> that happens in the first Yeah, there's series. a lot of like, weird, like, random stuff that happens. She can dress up as a maid once. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's a, it's a time. It's 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 pretty wild, and and that's not even getting into like, you know, pink jacket, which no, like which is super Looney Tunesy, <laughs> very cartoony, very fun, very fun. yeah. So like on the whole, Lupin is this very not super serious for the most part, um, sort of just like light-hearted, pulpy, fun thing mm-hmm. uh, that has been going on for fifty years. So that's Lupin in a nutshell. And it's, like, super culturally significant because it, well, A, it's been going on for so long. Um, It's been sort of, like, this hallmark of anime for, and manga, I guess, for, like, a long time. Mm -hmm. Because, like, every generation kind of has, like, their favorite, like, Lupin thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, It's kind of like, say... Like, those timeless things, like, kind of, like, like Astro Boy mm-hmm. or, um, like I was saying, like, um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. It's one of those yeah. things that, like, just has this very long lineage. And every, like, so often, like, you get new fans, like, because there's yeah. new um, mm-hmm. adaptations or there's new additions to the canon or whatever. Um, yeah, the thing about the uh, the Lupin franchise in particular is that it's super flexible because these characters are basically archetypes. Yeah. And you can, like do whatever you want with them and it's like mm-hmm. a fun little like uh, toolbox just to kind of like yeah. explore and it really things. depends on like who's handling yes them because um like i mean uh of course like there's a full series based on fujiko the a woman called yes. fujiko mine and that and sayoyamaru the um the person who directed that and created it she just like got her own flavor on that and like everyone oh did, yeah and it was wonderful and <laughs> so. it was super cool because it, it's kind of like but like i mean the characters are basically the same characters they're just yeah kind they're of just seen through like a kind of a different kind of lens yeah yeah because like the woman called fujiko mine is like less light-hearted and more like well what if we kind of delved into this like backstory of fujiko who's this kind of mysterious woman mm-hmm. that we don't really know a whole lot about and like sayo yamamoto like really played with a lot of the themes in it in like really cool ways because like for the most part like Lupin hasn't been handled by women very much no uh, uh, I mean <laughs> pardon the pun there handled by women <laughs> but um but like it was uh, like I think that really breathed a lot of new life yes, into the Lupin yes, franchise it did. And, like, that's like yes absolutely like when that happened just like everything kind of flourished in the franchise and it kind of because before the like, I think before Fujiko Mina came out, the Lupin was just kind of going through this cycle of like TV specials, mm-hmm. and there wasn't really a big theatrical release at all in yeah. a couple of years, and it was just kind of like, yeah, I think on, before on the I think before that, the the most recent movie had been like that uh, Detective Conan crossover. Yeah, and like that's just uh, which was fine. Which was, yeah, it's totally fine. It's just like it wasn't like anything new or like exciting exciting yeah. and like fujiko meaning just like kind of like you said breathe new life into like giving mm-hmm. lupon kind of 
a new direction. Like, you yeah. could, like, do anything with this. And, like, after Fujiko Mina came out, they gave birth to, like, the um, Takeshi Korike kind of grindhouse OVA stuff that he did. Yeah, yeah. Which was, like, super stylish and fun, because Koike did the designs for Fujiko Mina. Yeah. So he just kind of... And it, and it has that sort of, like, appeal of, like, like kind of what the manga looked like a yes, little bit. Yes, like, um, yes, it was very inspired by, like, the, like, OG manga. Yeah, very, the... like, sort of sketchy looking. Yes. A lot of dark like lines yes like there was like hatching and <laughs> everyone was just like super hot yeah everyone looked super hot yeah. <laughs> which like normally they do but yeah. it was like they looked even hotter because you get quite do designs you're like hey everyone's gotta be super hot and sexy and yeah I'm like uh, yeah yeah it was definitely more of an adult <laughs> show yes very much more of an adult flavor which <laughs> like yeah which is fun like there there are lots of different versions of like Lupin like say like there's family friendly Lupin mm-hmm. there's TV like sort of naughty Lupin but like <laughs> still kind of okay for like families to watch if you know your parents are cool or whatever yeah and then there's like adult ass Lupin and like uh, it sort of goes in, like, spikes. Yeah. Like, there'll be, like, some family-friendly, and then they'll go into, like, some specials that are not so family-friendly. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be, like, a TV series that's, like, pretty okay for everybody. And then mm-hmm. it'll go into something else. Yeah, because the recent Blue Jacket series, I think, would be pretty much okay for anyone to watch. Yeah, yeah, Blue so. Jacket's pretty, like, typical TV. Yeah. Anime Lupin. But, like, there was a reason that uh, Fujiko Mine <laughs> was shown late night on TV. Yes. And um, I believe people have asked, like, the, the dude that does Toonami, like, oh, could we get, like, Fujiko Mine on Toonami? And he was like, dude, I tried, but, like, there was no getting past the censors on, like, yeah. some of that. Yeah, there's just some there's stuff in that show that just couldn't get past the censors. Yeah, so. it's a lot more adult than uh, most of the other TV shows. But, um... But yeah, so Lupin is a very colorful and varied and interesting franchise because, like you said, you can do so much with these characters mm-hmm. and it's really, really cool to see, like, all the different flavors of Lupin. Yes. Like, literally every TV season, Lupin had a different jacket. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, when you hear people saying, like, oh, I like this jacket, Lupin, mm-hmm. they're, they're referring to, like, a se- like, one season he wore a blue jacket. One season he wore a red jacket. One season he wore a green jacket. Mm-hmm. One season he wore a pink jacket. So, you know, when people talk about, like, the colors, like, that's that's what they're talking about. Um, but it's fun to think of those as, like, the different flavors of Lupin, honestly. Because yeah, they're all pretty distinct from each other. Yeah, yeah. If you look at, like, the specific styles of each of those, like, they look different. Like, they're the same. It's obviously the same character, but different. It's kind of like when you go and you buy, like, a comic book and it's like, you know, oh, this storyline is being written by this person and is drawn by this person. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, a story arc later, it's drawn and written by a different person. (laughs) It's very much in that vein of, like, like, you know, um, American comics almost, where it's like, this character is now being written by this person Mm -hmm. and drawn by this person and it's a completely different story. Go just run with it. (laughs) (laughs) Just give your own spin on it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it works really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously... In the 50 years of Lupin being a thing, there there's some that are like, eh, it's fine. But there are some that are, like, really, really good. Yeah, some are exceptional. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why people love Lupin, and some of it is just because, a, like, 90% of Lupin is really well-written and well-realized and well-animated and just fun. 
Yeah, which is like all you really want out of Lupin anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like that kind of like fun, cartoony, like pulpy, (laughs) weird stuff, like Lupin has all of that and more. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I always tell people like, don't be afraid to just like sort of just poke around at like the treasure trove of like so much Lupin there is and just sort of like you know if if one part like looks or sounds interesting to you like a special a movie a tv part like just go for it like yeah I would I totally agree I think like if you're just vibing with like a certain style or like a certain kind of Mm -hmm. look of a show or you just like the color jacket he's wearing just like watch that totally totally like oh my red's my favorite color when we watch red jacket yeah i actually you know because uh lupin the third the first is technically red jacket i actually wore red today you did (laughs) in honor of our favorite monkey man i love my monkey man (laughs) but um so lupin the third the first I will never get used to saying that because it's kind of a jumble. But it is, but like after fifty years of like a franchise like that, it's hard to like kind of find a new way to like mm-hmm. say that. I guess, or yeah. like kind of introduce a new kind of um, entry, yeah, into the franchise. Yeah. So. so for this first part, we're going to be talking like basically just overview, spoiler-free talk about the movie. And what it's about and, like, some of the highlights, maybe. Um, And then after that, we will go into, like, full spoiler talk. I will, you know, uh, give a warning when we're going into spoiler territory. Uh, But uh, for you folks that don't want to be spoiled yet and you just want to know, like, you know, what's this movie about? Do you think it's worth watching? We'll go into that. And then we'll talk full spoiler so you you don't have to be spoiled if you don't want to. And then we'll have listener questions after that. I'll try to remember to do, like, maybe a timestamp for, like, when spoiler talk is over if you want to skip through it. Um, So check the description box. Hopefully I remember. (laughs) Uh, But it's been, like, kind of a crazy month, as all of you out there know. Uh, 2021... Not starting off on the strongest, but... It's it's been something. (laughs) It's been a month, and it's not even over yet. It's only halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Lupin the Third, the first... I think they decided to call it this, I believe, I remember, because it's the first CG Mm -hmm. animated film uh, that they've ever done for Lupin. Uh, Although, like, I'm sure there are people out there who are like, this is a very confusing name. It is, in their defense. Yeah, in their defense, it's like, is is this supposed to be a reboot or whatever? And it's not necessarily a reboot. It definitely has its own story. Yeah. It's it's contained. It it is a self-contained story, but it doesn't go into, like, you know, the backstories of anything, really. Um, So, technically, you could, like, just watch it without really knowing too much. Like, as long as you know, like, Lupin's a thief. This is his crew. He has, like, a dude that chases after him and going, move on! I'm yeah. gonna catch you! And they pretty much, like, introduce those, like, kind of main concepts in, like, the first ten minutes. Yeah. So, like, you'll, you'll So you get it. You'll be fine. Um, but the, the general story of this is that there is this mysterious artifact called the Bress... The Bresson. Yes. The Bresson the Diary. Bresson yes. <laughs> and it is kept under this, like, mechanism lock that's, like impossible to open like mm-hmm. only a fucking genius could open this so of course Lupin's like I want to steal that diary and try to open it yes. <laughs> and um so the the first half of the movie is like him 
And this new character that they introduce, who she has a tie to the Brisson diary, but we're not entirely sure what it is yet. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to open it and figure out its secrets. And then they they sort of find out that there's this uh, much bigger <laughs> thing about the diary going yes, on. Yes, there's a big conspiracy going on. There's a on. big conspiracy going on. And there's more people who are after the the diary for nefarious reasons mm-hmm. you know not not the pure hearted like <laughs> thief with the heart of gold sort of reasons yeah, that Lupin wants it yeah because Lupin's real pure oh super super pure <laughs> <laughs> but you know like yes I know, I know. obviously he's like literally just in for the fun of it yeah and also there is kind of this connection with like his grandfather in it which is like yes. kind of a new introduction to the franchise because we never I mean sometimes we're kind of like ta- we talk about um Lupin's kind of heritage with, like, thievery and stuff because his grandfather was a thief. But mm-hmm. this movie kind of dives more into that if you're kind of, if you want kind of a more of a little meaty mm-hmm. to the backstory of the characters. So. Yeah, which was really cool. I was not expecting them to, like, really, they don't, they don't reference the fact that he's a descendant of Arsene Lupin very much. And I think in the past it was because of the copyright issue. Yes. Uh, so they had to kind of dance around that. Yes. Uh, they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, don't bring that up very much. Because yes. uh, for the longest time, like, that copyright was very, like, enforced. But mm-hmm. but now uh, the it has fallen into public domain now because it's so old. Uh, so now it's like, well, now we can talk about Arsene Lupin all we want. We, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, but, like, I really did think that was a cool addition mm-hmm. to the story because I wasn't expecting it. And I've always thought in the back of my mind, like, it would be kind of cool if they sort of brought up, like, you know, something to do with that. But, like, it's not necessary. No, it's just, like... But it's, it's a, just a fun little Just, thing. like, a little fun thing to explore. Um, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, I thought it was... <laughs> Um, I don't think this is, like, super spoilery, but I thought it was pretty, like, kind of timely and, like, oh, that's a fun surprise that, like, literally it ends up being that, like, it's basically Lupin versus Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a classic, so. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this, it kind of makes sense because it's sort of in the past, it's not, like, one Yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, one of, one of the things I like about the Lupin franchise is, like, even when... You watch, like, these older, like, you know, the original, like, anime and the older, like, movies and shit like that. Like, it's pretty timeless. So even mm-hmm. though you're, like, obviously this is, like, before cell yeah. phones and computers and all this other stuff. Uh, like, it feels very timeless and very just, like, you know, I don't feel like I'm watching something that's, like, super outdated or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because the writing is so strong. And this is supposed to take place, like... I, it gave me the impression that it was supposed to take place in, like, the 70s or 80s or Yeah, something. because, like, he is in his red jacket during yeah. the movie. And, like, red jacket took place in, like, 70, 72. Yeah. Like, I, around, like, early 70s. So, like, I... Th- and also, like, um... There was a character that was, like, a baby and, like, during th- during the end of World War Two, And, like, yeah. for her to kind of, like, age up at that certain point, she would... It would be, of, like, the 70s. Yeah, it would be, like, like, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Would probably be, like, the time frame for that. And they kind of play fast and loose with it. There's nothing yeah. that really, like, gives you, like, a date or anything. But no. but because they bring up, like, <laughs> the war, yes. um, you're like, okay, I have sort of a time frame in my head. Yes. Um, but there's nothing that would make it feel, like, super, like, outdated or weird or anything. Like, it all feels very natural. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... 
um, when we were watching it, I was like, oh, so this is like a, this is like an Indiana Jones movie. Yes, it, it like pretty much <laughs> Kind is, yes. of. It has that flavor for it, sure. It definitely has that sort of tone where it's like, oh, I met this like random character and uh, we have to do this thing. Oh shit, there's Nazis. I got <laughs> to punch them. Uh, <laughs> That's and, always fun. Yeah. And, and, and there's these trials which uh, later they have to do to get to, like, um, you know, the big, you know, reveal. The big treasure. The big treasure at the end. Which, again, feels very Indiana Jones. Yes. Which is cool, though, because that's, like, pretty in line with, oh, yeah. like, Lupin. It's, like, very pulpy, you know, strike zone. So yeah, yeah. That definitely falls in there. Yeah, totally. And there's, like, of course, we get, like, several really good car chase scenes. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, we okay. get, like, pl- flying on planes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we we get like uh, 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 boats, like they go on a boat. Yes, they are. Um, on a boat. They are traveling all over the world. They're very international, <laughs> uh, which is very again in line with like the whole Lupin franchise. Yep. They travel all over the world. Um, we get like some really fun, like little interactions with Lupin and the gang. The animation in this looked so good. Oh, is it is gorgeous? <laughs> I, it was. It kind of blew my mind. Because, like, you know, for years we've been used to, like, th- like 3D animated anime looking like garbage. <laughs> yeah, so this is, like, a real treat. Yes. Like, I'm, I feel very spoiled right I now. feel like, like, this is, this is, like, on par with, like, you know, when people talk about how, like, beautiful and rich, like, a Pixar movie yes, is. Yes, it definitely has that feel. It has it. that very sort of warm. Yes, um, it does. Very, like, animated fluid look oh like i mean the characters like movements and animation there is like so much personality and like every single one of them it yes. is like so because like even if you never you haven't like seen any any lupon thing you would like understand these characters almost immediately yeah they're knowing by how they their move. mannerisms yes, yes. The, the way they walk the way they talk yes the way uh, they fall in the sky <laughs> <laughs> the way they fall <laughs> the, the, the very looney tunes way that yes. lupon continues to fall throughout this movie yes. <laughs> which is great uh, um there we watched there is a um there's a bunch of extras on the Blu-ray. Yes, which was quite fun. Which was really cool. And there's, like, interviews with, like, the Japanese yeah. um, voice actors and stuff. And there's also an interview with the director. And he was talking about how it was super important for him to make sure the movie looked really good and had the the, the soul of, like, the original anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the, the characters moved, like, how they would move in, like, the old anime and he said to do this, they had to hire keyframe animators for each character so that they could make them move more fluidly and, like, how they are supposed to look, even in 3D. And he said that was really hard, mm-hmm. and it made... <laughs> yeah. It, it took, like, way more time, yeah. but that it was super worth it. And he was like, I know finances were probably really tight for the movie, <laughs> but he was like, I was very insistent this had to happen. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Which, like, like, bless him. No, I mean, that was, like, what really kind of, like, made the movie special. Is like, it felt like I was watching, like, a Lupin TV show. Yeah. But, like, it was just so... But animated so nicely. I know, it was so lavish and gorgeous. And, like, mm-hmm. I just... Oh, it was, like... Visually, it was, like, such a feast. I was having mm-hmm. so much fun just watching the characters move and interact. And, like... The uh, facial expressions? Yes, they were, like... And the thing is, like, all the facial expressions were, like, such, like, a throwback to, like, actual, like, old school, like, Lupin looks mm-hmm. from the manga and from the animes. Because you could tell, like, he just, like, dove into the franchise and just soaked it up. And he was such mm-hmm. a huge, huge fan. And Takahashi, um, 
Yamazaki, who's who's the director, he just like you could tell in the interview that he was like such a big fan of Lupin. And oh, he, he was like a total Lupin fanboy. It was so cute. It was like it was so sweet, and he was like, I just really want to like bring these characters to life, and like really want to kind of depict them in like the CG way, and like really kind of just show everyone that we can actually do this and mm-hmm, like he just mm-hmm. he like went above and beyond and it was just incredible I'm like, yeah i thought it was really interesting that like he he was he was also the screenplay writer which i didn't yeah. know at first uh i thought he was just the director but he directed and did the screenplay um yeah, this is his baby <laughs> yeah so this is like his child like he was like no, you guys, I really love Lupin. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think the other thing that was, like, really interesting was just how he decided that they were going to do, um, oh, gosh, I can't remember. What was the term that he said? Where they, Pre-scoring. Yeah, he, they were going to do pre-scoring for this movie, which was fascinating to me because, like, that doesn't happen with anime hardly ever. Mm-hmm. And what pre-scoring is, is, like, it's the more American way of making mm-hmm. uh, animation where you have the actors come in and do their lines and record the the dialogue for the movie, and then you animate it after the fact. Whereas most anime is the opposite way, where the animation directors make everything, like, the characters look how they want to look and react how they want to react, and then the actors have to add the dialogue on top of that. Like, they have to watch it and match their emotions to what's going on Mm -hmm. in the actual uh, thing that they're watching, like, before them. So, in the interviews with, like, the the Japanese voice actors, they thought that was, like, really different because, like, that doesn't happen. They're so used to, like, standing all together in the same room, reading with each other and recording all at the same time. Whereas in this one, they kind of recorded, like, one... Um, you know, each person by themselves, kind of, and then, you know, it was all put together. More like how they do anime dubbing. Uh, yeah. So they were, like, really, like, oh, it was uh, very challenging, and it was so different. Um, but you could tell that they were, like, super into the idea of, like, trying something different, because it yeah. was, uh, you know, a new project. And, and it gives them a chance to kind of be, kind of explore more of, like, characters and, like, how they would react mm-hmm. to things. It just gave them a little more... A little more freedom than they were probably used mm-hmm. to, which is fun. Which is interesting. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, I, I want to rewatch it with the Japanese actors eventually. But for this, we actually watched the dub. Because I really love that uh, G-Kids actually brought back a lot of the original, like, um, dub actors from uh, Red Jacket. Yes, they did. Because it's a Red Jacket <laughs> Lupin. It is. Appropriate. Super appropriate. So we had like Richard Epcar was Jigen again. Tony Oliver was Lupin. Tony Oliver. Uh, yay! <laughs> Alex Lang was Goemon. Uh, we had a new actor, I believe, for Zingata, yeah, but he was really good. Yes, he was very good. Uh, Michelle Ruff was uh, Fujiko, who did super Fuji cakes. <laughs> Fuji cakes, super good. Um, I was very impressed with the dub because I know this must have been super hard to dub because since they pre-scored it in Japanese, like, the mouth movements are very specifically precise to the Japanese speaking. Uh, so the dubbing for this must have been a lot trickier. Yes. Uh, but they, they pulled it off. I mean, it's not... They did a very good job. It's not, like, perfect, obviously. Uh, there are times where you're like, oh, it does seem a little different than what they're... I think as the movie goes on, they kind of get the hang of it. And yeah. And they really kind of 
get in the groove. But, like, so. for what it is, I mean, you, it re- you really can't help something like that. Because oh, no, I mean, like, there's, what would you be able to do? <laughs> yeah, it's not like you can really change the animation or anything. No. So, um, but uh, honestly, like, halfway through the movie, you kind of forget all, like, watching lip flops or whatever altogether because, like, the cast is just so good. <laughs> like, I mean, they're all excellent and they all, they've all... Like, even throughout through the years, I th- they th- think they said they were doing this for 18 years. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, insane to think about. But, like, they still, <laughs> like, they got these characters down. And they're, like, veterans. And I wouldn't want anyone else to be the Lupin crew with them. So. I know. Like, Tony Oliver, I feel like, is my favorite Lupin. Yes, absolutely. Totally agree. He's he's so charming and so good. He's and so goofy. <laughs> yeah, he's super goofy. Um, Just, like, the way he says, like, Fuji cakes or... Uh, like, Fuji cakes. Or pops. Yes, or, pops. Or, or toodles. Uh, like, <laughs> like, those are classic Lupinisms. Like, yeah, classic uh, dub Lupinisms. Yes, like, and, like... When they're not in a in a Lupin dub, I miss them so much. I know. So, like when I hear them, I'm like, yeah, this is Lupin to me. This yes, is, this is this is it. This is it. it. I know it's so good. <laughs> and just like hearing, like Richard Epcar does a really great Zenigata. Like I know in more recent like Lupin mm-hmm. things, he has been doing Zenigata instead in dubs, and he's really good at him. But like I. I just like him more as Jigen. I mean, he just he just vibes with Jigen, I think. Just I very think. kind of that gruff kind of like grumpy <laughs> <That> grumpy <laughs> uh womanizing yeah, sort of like, like uh, jerk. He's just he's just Jigen. <laughs> he's just Jigen. Jigen. <laughs> and I just want to bully Jigen. <laughs> that's all I want. To I think that's what everyone wants to do. I just want to bully Jigen. Just bully Jigen. Because <laughs> he's kind of a jerk he is, he is <laughs> but um it was also really cool that you know lex lang got to come back yes, to do goemon yes because happy. like lex lang doesn't do like a whole lot of anime anymore mm-hmm. i've noticed like he he mostly does i think video game stuff now i mean that's that's the lucrative industry yeah that's <laughs> that's where the money is <laughs> um but in in most lupon things goemon is kind of like the stoic sort of quiet one so he doesn't talk a whole lot mm-hmm. so his scenes in this movie were really fun because he got to really show sort of a wide range of emotions for yes. goemon which yeah. is super unusual yes. it's a rare treat it is. I, I really enjoyed um the little kind of his little moments. Yeah, his little his he had some really fun moments in this movie, which I appreciated. Um, so overall, if we were gonna say that we liked this movie, like I, I think it's already apparent I really liked this movie. Yeah, I like one hundred percent love it. I yeah. thought it was super fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it's uh, one of those like you know how I was talking earlier about how Lupin kind of goes through phases of being like family-friendly and not-so-family-friendly. This one is more of a family-friendly Lupin, but it doesn't feel coddling. No, I mean, like, kids could, like, 100% watch this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not... not, It's not like a kiddie movie. No. It's it's not like, um... uh, Well, not to, like, make fun of it, but, like, Castle of Cagliostro. Castle of Cagliostro is a great movie, but I feel like that's more of a Miyazaki movie... Yes. ...than a Lupin movie. I totally agree agree with (laughs) that. Which, like... I, I love that movie so much. It's great. But, like, it, when I think of, like, who is Lupin to me, like, that's not the first movie that pops into no. my head. Uh, far from it. No. <laughs> I no. think of it more of as the, the um, almost the Ghibli canon than I do, like, the, yeah, the Lupin like, canon. He's just, yeah. <laughs> he, he's just, it's, it's a very soft Lupin. I know, and, like, fine. 
but I need Lupin to be like kind of bad. <laughs> I, I need like Lupin a, to be sort of creepy and weird. I know that's that's, <laughs> that's his, the Lupin I like. Yeah, that's that's the Lupin I know. He, he's too much of a gentleman for a gentleman thief in that movie for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people like he's like technically a gentleman thief all the time, but. Like, he's too much of a gentleman in Castle Kegler's yeah. for me. I, I need him to be a little bad. Yeah, I need him to be a little kind of creepy. Yes. And he is kind... Like, there is a point in the movie where, like, he he kind of creeps on, like, the the young girl in the movie. And he's like, I have ways that I can get <laughs> my information out of you. But that's, like... Him, that's in character for him. That's though. that's in character for him, and you know he wouldn't like actually do it because no, like she's just, a young girl and he's just trying to scare her. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie, he kind of acts like a big brother to her, so yes. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he is definitely like kind of a big like a big brother character to this, yeah, to this yeah. girl. And I it was, and, it was kind of nice to kind of explore that kind of side of him compared to yeah other stories that he's been in. So, mm-hmm. um, so like going back, like I feel like this is a. It's definitely a family-friendly Lupin, but it's not, like, a super soft, like, we totally made Lupin this, like, sort of, like, baby <laughs> version of himself. Like, he's 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 pretty much full Lupin here. Yes. It's just that he's not, like, he's not going full monkey man, <laughs> like, I guess. He should, he's probably, like, a little bit more accessible. Yeah, like, yeah. in terms of, like, new people coming to it. Like, I would 100% mm-hmm. recommend people who have never tried Lupin or ever really... Maybe, like, intimidated by Lupin, and, like, mm-hmm. oh, God, it's, like, so much stuff. Yeah. Like, 100% watch this movie mm-hmm. first, and you'd mm-hmm. be totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Like, if this, like, if this Lupin the first is your first entry point, this is a good entry point. Like, oh, yeah. you get a feel of, like, okay, this is kind of what this, the, the whole thing of Lupin is about. Yes, you totally get the gist. Yeah. So. You get, like, this is how the characters work, and mm-hmm. this is what they're about. Um, you don't get to see Zen. He got his beautiful eyelashes, though. <laughs> That's my one big critique, is, like, they took his I, beautiful eyelashes I know, away. I know, I was kind of sad they took away his His, really his very eyelashes. moe, charm point <laughs> eyelashes. But he was, like, super cute in the movie regardless. Yeah. And he was a total dolf, so, like... <laughs> totally. He was a total dolf. <laughs> And he was just super adorable. Like, when that, when um, Letitia, like, you know, was nice to him, he was very blushy. Oh, yes. Super And was like, I would do anything for you. Yes. I swear it. Super, super cute. And it was adorable. It was very, like, sort of dad, uh, dad Zenigata coming through. Yes, it was very sweet. Uh, Mm. So super cute. Like, I feel like all the characters were really in their element. Like, I didn't feel like any of the character, the main characters, I should say. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't feel like any of them were, like, written weird or out of character. Yeah. Like, everything was very very in line with who they are. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, you know, Fujiko was doing her thing. <laughs> uh, Goemon was definitely doing his thing. <laughs> uh, Jigen was... I, I think the only complaint we had about Jigen was that he wasn't rude enough. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't enough. Uh, he wasn't enough of a, a, a misogynist. It's yeah, like an integral part of his character to every other part of the franchise. He was much nicer in this movie. And if you're like looking at us, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Literally, there is a line in the dub where Jigen says, like, the dub of like the the red, the jacket. red, jacket, red jacket, where he says, "My misogyny is legendary." <laughs> So when we say that, that's not a dig on his character. That's literally in character. He hates women. It's it's just part of his character. He just hates women. In Red Jacket, that is 
a hundred percent a thing that happens. And that's why he needs to be bullied. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, that's my my I think main complaint. But like otherwise, like he was super great. Yeah. I know I know you thought he was really hot. So. <laughs> he, they animated him like way more attractive than normal and that weirded me out a little yeah, bit. The director said he wanted to make him cool and I think he succeeded. <laughs> yeah, like he he did look very cool. Like I'm not used to also seeing his eyes so much. Yes, yeah. Which was true. like a little jarring because you're like, oh no, you're hot and you're looking at me! No! Yes, my favorite part of, like, probably, like, my favorite Jiggy moment in the movie was, like, they got, like, this, like, really specific smile he has in the manga. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. when the curves around his face, and it, like, oh, they captured it so perfectly. Yeah. That's, like, that's, like, one of my favorite things about Jigen. Yeah, I think the, I think the director was saying in that interview that he really, like, loaded up on a lot of, like, yes, like on stuff. Yes, like, he, he like, he read the manga, he watched a bunch of the anime. Yeah, and I He wanted like, to pull yes. from all the different... And you can, like, totally tell if you're, like, a hardcore Lupin fan. Like, mm-hmm. he really got, like, he signature ab- expressions. He absorbed it. He did, and, like, I... <laughs> yeah. And I think he said that, like, this movie was such a labor of love because, like, it went through so many different passes. Like, I think he said there was three different versions of the movie before they settled on this one. And, um... Oh, and I thought it was super funny that... He kind of got this job by accident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was saying that, like, when people are asking him, like, how he got to be, like, the director of the project, it was, uh, like, TMS was doing, like, a meeting, and they were talking about, like, oh, well, we want to do this, like, new thing for the Lupin franchise. And so they he they were like, you know, come to this meeting as an observer. We're just going to sit around talking yeah, about... Yeah, he, like, came in as, like, a consultant. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, oh, you like Lupin. Like, you know, come sit down with us, and we're going to just throw out ideas and kind of talk about, like, what we're thinking of for this project. And then they ended up asking him to be the director. It's like, uh, all right. (laughs) But he, like, during this interview that's, like, on the Blu-ray, like, you can really tell he super loved Lupin. Yes, it was really, really cool. So, yeah, like, I think he was definitely the right person for this job. Because, like, before this, he hadn't done, like, a whole heck of a lot that like really jumped out at me like he did the live action space battleship yamato like he directed that which was like eh. like i i remember i haven't seen that one but i heard like it got kind of like eh, reviews uh same with like he directed like the live action parasite movies which i also heard was like kind of mixed reviews um but recently he did he also directed the the 3d animated um dragon quest movie that came mm-hmm. out like, almost around the same time as this Lupin movie. And that got, like, pretty good uh, reviews. Yeah, you told me it was, like, pretty, pretty and, well-received. Yeah, and the and the animation looked gorgeous. Oh. So, like, you know, I, I think this was a big step up, you know? Yeah. Like, he went from, like, you know, kind of baby steps into, like, this big thing where he, he obviously really loves Lupin. And he gets these characters, like, yes, he does. super well. So I think this was just a total fit. Mm-hmm. And I think it fits really well into like the whole the Lupin like oh, universe. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's a really kind of valuable entry to the franchise now because like they're probably gonna make more maybe. Yeah, I do hope th- like if I they, hope they do because I I really had fun with this one and I would love to see like what else they can do. Yeah, if they do a second movie, I hope that he, he comes back on board. I hope oh, they don't yeah. get it. I mean, I don't. Why would you get someone else? Right? Like, like I hope it, I hope they wouldn't like replace him with somebody else because I feel like, like he. It, it was exceptional. Like, I, I really had fun. Uh, you know, because you're, you're always kind of worried, like, a 3D anime thing. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, we have the right to be worried. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. 
there, we, uh, hmm, there's so many yeah. 3D anime things out there that just are not good. Yes. Uh, even outside of anime. So yeah, it's, it, it's tough. It's, it's tough to get that down. And I think really, like you said earlier, like getting kind of key animators really made a difference. With it. Yeah. Cause you're getting like actual people who are like, who technically do like traditional anime. Like yeah. he was talking about like basically hiring traditional animators, like people who actually animate mm. non-3D things to help with the 3D work. Yes. And I think that really, really helped oh, a it whole really lot. It really it up, and it really just kind of... Like, hopefully that means, like, you know, we see more stuff exactly like this. Because yeah. I would love to see stuff that was, like, you know, animated with so much energy and fluidity and passion. Like And so it, much personality. Yeah, like, so much personality. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think I've said earlier, but there was a lot of warmth in this movie. Yes. It didn't feel cold and sterile no. and I unmoving. mean, it was, like, so colorful, and, like, it was just, like, mm -hmm. the characters fit into the world they were kind of exploring and inhabiting, and it just... They it, looked like people with real, like, skin. <laughs> it didn't look like, you know, very stiff and, like, fake. No, I mean, fake. yes, I, they they looked like they had they were people with hair, yeah. you know. I know, and they kept like Lupin's hairy hands, which like yes. it, it may not look like. Um, this is really important to me. Okay? This is very important. This is very important. Like I need Lupin to have his hairy hands because that's like super definitive to the character for me. And mm -hmm. like I, I I saw the trailers like when this for coming, like oh no, they take they, they, they take away Lupin's hairy hand and be so sad. And no. In the movie, they kept him in there. It's just really hard to see. <laughs> it's just very, like, faint and light. Yes, but it is. But they're 100% there. But he is a hairy little monkey. <laughs> he is. Like, that is so important to me. It's very important. It's so important. Um, but, yes, uh, I, overall, like, you know, nitpicks aside, this is a wonderful movie. I was so happy that this turned out to be, like, the Lupin I was hoping to yes, get. Yes, I got everything I wanted. Yeah. As, like, a big Lupin fan. Also, like, I don't know where else to fit this in, but I was also kind of just surprised that, like, they made Lupin's jacket, like, this sort of leather jacket? Yeah, I was <laughs> expecting more of, like, a cloth look. Yeah, like a blazer. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. I was like, that's an interesting take on that look. It is. I, I guess, like, they just wanted to have, like, a different texture or whatever. I expected <laughs> it to be more like a cloth jacket, but... Yeah, yeah, like a, like a men's blazer. But no, it was more like a leather Yeah, because, like, Jigen's... Yeah, Jigen's jacket wasn't, um... It wasn't, wasn't leather, long. yeah. No, it wasn't, so. So that was interesting. Yeah. So all you cosplayers out there, um, try making a red leather jacket, I guess. <laughs> or like, well, I guess you wouldn't use real leather. You'd use like whatever, faux the faux leather. Mm -hmm. Vegan leather is what they call it now, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not a cosplayer. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was it was interesting. It was, in, it was new and interesting, but it still, it, it, I think that's a good al <laughs> allegory for the series. It was a new familiar look. Yes. You know, it I was, agree. it was, it looks like the style of Lupin, but it was new and different and and they also, they had, like, this little combo of, like, his red jacket, and they had, like, a black shirt and a yellow tie, and that's very much kind of a manga yeah. like, callback to that, mm -hmm. which is kind of nice, yeah. so I enjoyed yeah. that, so. It was, it was really cool. It was really cool. Yes. Very I enjoyed it. Everyone looked great. Everyone looked super good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're going to dive into spoiler territory. Spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. So everything beyond this point is, we're free to talk about spoilers. Okay, so... For this movie, what were some of the 
key scenes that we really, really liked. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, first off, I love that Goemon lost his Zanzetsuken. <laughs> he sword. lost his shit. Oh, my God. He got he turned into, like, this little baby who lost his blanket when he did not have his sword anymore. It was, like, earlier when I was saying, like, the full range of emotion. Like, we literally see Goemon throw a little whiny tantrum. Yeah, and it was so... He was like, you don't want to leave my sword. He was so upset. He was very upset. (laughs) On the verge of tears, practically. Oh, this poor little man. And it was was kind of adorable, (laughs) honestly. He is Moemon. Moemon. He's Moemon. No, but like that was like a nice little treat. I love to see like take his baby blanket away. Yeah. See what happens. He doesn't have any. It's like let's see some growth in your character, Goemon. Oh, that was so cute. What happens when you have to leave the sword behind? And he was just like, oh, was, oh he was so upset. He literally was like, can I just stay here with my sword? <laughs> I, I just want to stay here with my sword. I know, that was so cute. That was so cute. Um, I really, like, we kind of talked about it in the non-spoiler talk, but, like, the stuff about Lupin's grandpa was yes. really cool. It was really cool. I, I, I loved the, like, the whole, like, oh... This was like the path that my grandpa walked, and like I'm going to follow in his footsteps, literally, yes. literally follow in his footsteps. I was like, that is really kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that, it's and like the hat thing yes. and the cane. Yes, that was like cool. I was wondering, like what what was up with that hat in the in the trailer? Yes. I was like, what is this hat? Like, like this old school top what's, hat. What's the significance of this? <laughs> and then you learn, and you're like, aww. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> Grandpapa. <laughs> Suddenly Lupin is <laughs> turned into like an old British pop. <laughs> Grandpapa. <laughs> but like, I thought that was really interesting. And then like later on when he reveals that like, oh, the lock was made by his grandpa. Yeah. Like, I, I that didn't even uh, cross my mind. Yes. I was like, oh. That would make perfect sense yeah. that he would, you know, hire the master thief to make this impossible lock for the diary. Because who could, like, break a lock faster than, like, a master thief? Exactly. So. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and like, the, uh, oh, and on the diary there was the, the lupine flowers. Yes, that and, was a cute touch. And I was just like, oh, this is really cute. Yes, I'm like, it's really fun. I'm like, oh, if they do another movie and they talk more about, like, his grandpa, I feel like that would be really interesting. It would. Um, like... I know I've talked about, like, we don't really need, like, the backstories of, like, all these characters. It's just something that's never been explored before. But it is, yeah, like, I think when we did, we talked about Lupin in an uh, episode, like, a few years back, and we were talking about, like, what would we love to see in, like, a future Lupin thing. I, I vividly remember that I was talking about, like, you know, we never really hear Lupin talk about his father, Okay, Lupin the Second. Lupin the Second, uh, or his grandpa. Like I think there is like a Lupin the Second manga that Monkey Punch did, but I don't know much about it. Yeah, and so. it was never translated over no, here. No, like I, I am vaguely aware of it, but I know it's like out there. Mm-hmm. But mm. but like that would be really interesting to learn more about Lupin's family because obviously like he didn't learn how to be a master thief just like out of the womb or anything like yeah. i mean i know he talks about like oh it's in my dna and stuff like that i mean which he, like, like yeah but also he has a knack for it but also like someone's got to teach you the, the tricks of the trade yeah someone you know? taught you how to crack a safe in less than two minutes like come on with like 500 locks on it. yeah exactly <laughs> like you weren't born this way dude <laughs> had to do a little work so, like, it would be interesting to hear about, like, you know, how he 
if he remembers like his interactions with like his father, his grandfather, or anything yeah. like that. And I would also love to see what they look like. <laughs> I would love to see like some old hot men, like Yukon <laughs> family. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of dolphs in this movie. Yeah, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> What what's what's the family look like, Lupin? Like, show us. Where is it? Where do you come from? <laughs> Please tell us where you reside. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I thought that was a cool aspect of the the movie that like they didn't do too much with it. They just sort of touched on it. It was just a nice little thing yeah, that and was that's there. That's all you really need. Like, yeah. you don't really need to go into like this full kind of full blown explanation. Yeah, I was really <laughs> I was grateful they didn't do like some sort of weird flashback with like. Yeah, that just kind of ruins the mystery and the fun. It's just yeah. like. It's like, mm, maybe another time we'll like, talk about that. Yeah, like, sprinkle it on there. Just yeah. enough to satisfy mm-hmm. people. So. Um, I, I really loved... The car chase scenes were great. Yes, they were so good. They were so good. They were... I, I love a good car chase, so, yeah. like, I was totally into it. But, like, the car movements were so good, especially um the Fiat... Uh huh. That Lupin's Fiat, that Jigen and Goemon. The iconic Fiat. <laughs> yes, the iconic Fiat. <laughs> oh, it was just... I love, like, that car chase at the beginning of the movie where, like, Jigen swerves in the middle of the street. Yeah. It looked so, like, the movement of the car was, like, so, like, realistic, and there was so much, like, gravity being mm-hmm. pushed around. Oh, it was so good. It was a really cool integ- integration of, like, real physics versus anime physics. Yeah, like, like the cartoon kind of look. Yes. Going on. Yes. It's, like, it's, it's exaggerated enough for it mm-hmm. to be, like, you can feel the impact of something turning around really quickly. Mm-hmm. And something that had, like, skid marks and everything yeah. in the middle of the street. And then, like, when, mm-hmm. like, say, when Goemon cut the 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 security van yes in half like it was still going and like each <laughs> half was still like running yeah like Aaron was like kind of balancing themselves yes. on each side of the the truck oh. it, which was so great because again it's balancing the cartooniness of the anime with like real world physics yes to and where, it's just enough yeah where it's just, just enough. enough it's like straddling the line between just ridiculous and real yes uh which is where you want to be in a lupon thing oh, i yeah. feel like mm-hmm. you, you you want that like balance of like looney tunes and <laughs> like could be real but isn't yes um and again i feel like a lot of this came from like actually getting keyframe animators mm-hmm. yes. in there to help them because like um i think we were talking about it like while we were watching it i i was like i love how when they show going on cutting things they do the thing that they do in the anime where they do the the impact frame the black yes. screen with the little like the white, the white line yes the white stripe that goes whoo, yes. like through the thing instead of showing like in ex- like explicit detail like cutting the whole thing like the, doing the impact frame makes it more impactful well because it takes like less than like a second for him to cut something like yeah. that it's instantaneous and it's, and it's like <laughs> And, and it mimics you blinking your eye. You like you, the blink, and you'll miss, you miss it. it yeah. Literally. You you oh you blinked. You missed it. You missed yeah. the cutting. Or, or like when he cut that um, the airplane. Yeah, yeah. And half the airplane. <laughs> and it was great. Like going yes. on had some really good like cutting scenes. Oh my! And the, the scene where going on is driving the Fiat. Oh, he <laughs> was so driving funny. like all, all like scrunched up at the, at the wheel. He's like in his he's eyes. All squinty, and he's like I don't know what the what the fuck I'm doing. Yes. Why are like, you making me? All because, like, Jigen was like, I'm going to catch Fujiko and it's going to make Lupin mad. It's going to be great. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's like, sorry, my hands are full. (laughs) 
God, it was so stupid. It was I fun. loved it. Uh, it was really And, cute. like, uh, Lupin had so many good faces in this yes, movie. Yes, oh my gosh. Like, so, so many, many we can't even talk about them all. <laughs> I, I, like, they should... <laughs> They should have a, like, silly face loop on counter at the bottom of the screen. Yes, it's like one, two, three. Because yes. <laughs> there would have been, like, so many. Like, I would uh, have loved to see just how... Because his... He was so expressive, and I think that was, like, so important to the movie. Yes. Because, like, an unexpressive Lupin is, like, the worst. <laughs> well, he's not Lupin. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he does a lot of his acting through his body, through his face, yes. through his, his mannerisms. Because he's basically just, like... Gangly legs, gangly yes. arms, and a and a rubber face. Yes, and also Lupin's movements are like so iconic and like mm-hmm. have inspired so many other kind of animated characters, like mm-hmm. Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, oh, like yeah. a huge inspiration from mm. Lupin, and also like um, well, the anime adaptation of Paradise Kiss, like um, Arashi, one of the characters was like changed into be more of a Lupin stereotype, like uh-huh. kind of a kind yeah. of like a mm-hmm. kind of gangly, kind of like a little rougher mm-hmm. type of guy mm-hmm. that kind of walked. Kind of like Lupin did. And yeah. Just, like, just that kind of... With that weird, like, shuffly, like, yes, walk that like, he does. kind of playful. And it's mm-hmm. just, like, that kind of... The movement he has is, like, so intertwined with the character. Yeah, yeah. And it's so distinct, especially, like, with... His just, his silhouette mm-hmm. is very, like, recognizable. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's a, that's a hallmark of, like, a good character design. Yes. It's like, just, yes. You can tell who that is by the... Like, if you see a silhouette and the way he walks, you're like, that's Lupin. Yes, it's just, there's just so much personality, and you can, like, kind of... You can kind of digest the character almost immediately. I know what he's about. They, they really did that also with, like, I think all the characters. Like, yes, yes, with, yes. With, with, like, Zenigata. Like, he does his, like, little, like, <laughs> yeah, his little, like, like, his little crab walk, yeah. his angry crab walk. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's like, we're going to get you. Yes. <laughs> you know, and Fujiko being, like, you know, super sexy and seductive and, mm-hmm. like, the way that she moves and everything. And, like, um, Goemon's kind of, like, stiff. Yeah, because yes. he's the stoic yes. like, quiet one. And Jigen kind of being kind of gruff and, like, more, like... More loosey-goosey. <gasps> more loosey-goosey and just kind of, like, you know, not giving a crap about things. Just yes. kind of, like, being kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the character animation was just so stellar. But, like, I, f- I feel like Lupin really did shine oh, the most. Oh, I mean, he, he has to out of all of them. Like, he... Yeah. He's... He's the backbone. He is. He is the he's, backbone. He's the whole. main character. He is. Like, he is so distinct and recognizable. Like, you cannot mess Lupin with <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And they did such a good job with oh, it. Like, I am... I'm thoroughly impressed. Mm -hmm. Oh, especially, like, the hands, too. Like you were saying. Yes, the hands. Because the hands, like, the way they're drawn is very distinct in Mm -hmm. in both the anime and the manga. Uh Um, And if they had messed that up, like, I feel like it would have kind of ruined the whole look. Yes, I I agree. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because they all have, like, these really, like, thick, sort of, like, (laughs) 70s cartoon hands. They do. (laughs) And, like, it's... It's very in line with the style of how Monkey Punch drew them, how the anime Mm -hmm, drew them. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, like, you have to kind of... You can, like, change up certain things about Lupin, but there are some things that just are tied to the character. Yeah, like, he has to have the 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 sort of close-cut haircut with the mm-hmm. with the giant, like, sideburns. mutton chops or whatever they're called. Yeah, yes. those giant, giant sideburns. Um, and the big ears. Yes. And if ears. you don't have those, it's like, it doesn't look like Lupin. Yes, and for me, you gotta have the hair on his hand. He's gotta be hairy. He's gotta be a hairy monkey be, man. He does. It's very And important. he has, like, the big, like, cartoony feet. Yes, and, like, the shoes. The shoes yeah, are very Yeah, the big important. cartoony shoes. Yes, very important. That's, that's why, like you were saying, Spike Spiegel has that very, like, silhouette. He yes. has those big, like, sort of mm-hmm. clunky, cartoony yes. shoes. 
<laughs> yeah. almost exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and like the suit that's kind of reminiscent of. Oh a Lupin yeah, it's suit. like t- like you can totally tell them. Mm-hmm. He was inspired by Lupin. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, how can you not be? Yes. <laughs> I mean that whole show pretty much, but especially that. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm trying to think. Like, what did we not super like about the movie? I, I can tell you right away that, like, even though I was very excited that, like, Lupin gets to kill Nazis, <laughs> because who doesn't like seeing that? I wasn't super into, like, the ending where they kind of tried to, like, redeem one of the villains? Yeah, like, the grandfather character yeah. to Letitia. They kind of, like, have him. Like, at the very last second, he's like, I'm going to take a bullet for you, and he dies. And I'm like... You just tried to kill her, like, literally yeah. a second ago. I get what they were trying to do, but, like, in like in terms of, like, the character motivations and, like, how the character was written throughout the whole movie, it, it didn't really make sense for the character no. to do that. Really. It didn't feel organic at all. No, it just felt like this is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. And it's like, well, nothing led, like, led the character to do this. Yeah, like, they kind of do this flashback where he's like, oh, I remember when I adopted her. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, but you literally just tried to kill her, so... Yeah, that was, like, that's mostly a writing thing that just yeah. didn't really kind of hit the mark. Yeah, so. I was, like, uh, li- like you said, like, I get it, but it didn't have any emotional weight to it at all. It's like when you're watching a horror movie and, like, you're seeing these people do these things that, like, no one else would do. Yeah. But, like, there's no kind of explanation behind, like, I'm just gonna walk up these stairs with the blood dripping down it. It's just, like, why is this person doing this? Yes. Like, there's like, no, no... There's no reason why the character would do that. A rational person wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> no. It's just, like, I mean, you have to kind of build character in order for someone to kind mm-hmm. of do something like that. Weird, it makes or, me wonder if, like, this w- was a byproduct of the fact that he said that they had to do, like, three different rewrites of the movie, and yeah. they just, like, kept this in it from the other two rewrites? Maybe. I, I would like to know kind of the process of that, because, like, the whole movie was, like, I mean, I'm not going in loop on expecting, like, stellar, amazing writing is going to blow my mind or right. whatever, but, like, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, in yeah. Terms of the character. And, like... In the grand scope of the movie, it's fine. It's like it's a not, little thing. It's not a deal breaker. I'm not super mad at it. I was just like, mm, okay. I mean, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but I just don't really. Yeah. Plus, it. it's like you know what? He's a, he's a freaking Nazi. Yeah. I'm not gonna be. Symp- <laughs> I'm not gonna be sympathetic to this guy. Yeah, that's also who's like, a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Like he, they literally like the point was they were like we're gonna get this like mythical super weapon and give it to Adolf Hitler. Like, (laughs) no! Just like, just total pulpy bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, that guy deserved to die. I'm sorry. He did. Like... Yeah, even if he was, like, just using the Nazis to get what he wanted, like, he still was a Nazi. He was still a Nazi. He still abused his granddaughter. He still tried to kill her. Yeah, I I don't feel any real sympathy for this character. No. So... Mm -mm. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's dead. Yeah. Just, like, shrug. Shrug. <laughs> like, I'm not sad about it. I mean, I'm glad it. she's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the granddaughter survived. I'm glad you took a bullet for her, even though it didn't seem very, you know... I guess they were like, well, we can't have her die, so... And, like, you gotta have conflict with, like, the other... <laughs> the other bad guy. The other, like, Nazi guy. <laughs> the guy that looked like David Lynch. <laughs> he did look like David Lynch. He looked like a young David Lynch, and it was weird. You know what? It was... <laughs> It was something. It was a little weird. I'm like, no, David Lynch, no. Yeah, and like I, we were like watching the the voice actor interviews, and apparently like Tetsuya Fujiwara was the seiyu for this guy. Oh, in the Japanese version, yes. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, like 
Nice. Yeah, you 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 were saying he was he's the the new kaiji live action guy, right? Yeah, he's specifically the kaiji in the Japanese live action movies. Yes. So like, if you heard of like kaiji final game, if you're like familiar with like kaiji the, stuff at all, yeah. he is the act. He is kaiji in those movies. Yes. Not the animal world stuff. No, 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 no. Not like not not the uh, the the Chinese. Yeah, the the, the Chinese version of kaiji. Yeah, he's yeah. the Japanese. Yes, and he's kaiji. like. He's, like, a super famous actor. But I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, it's so. cool. Like, in the extras, like, when they had the say you talking about it, he was talking about, he was like, I can't believe I'm in a Lupin thing and I'm oh. talking to Lupin. Yeah, it was very cute. It was, it was super cute. adorable. Was really this, like, super popular actor going, like, I can't believe I'm in a Lupin thing. <laughs> he was, like, totally fanning over it. It was super cute. It was. Um, but, yeah, like, other than that and, like, this, the tiny nitpicks I already said, like, I don't think I outward... Uh, like outright didn't like anything about it because it was pretty standard for like a loop on thing it was like the gang is here they do some heists they defeat the bad guys maybe they get some treasure and then they they go home like and there's zany antics yeah and there's zany antics there's like maybe a new character sprinkled in here and there mm-hmm. um you know there's a great Yuji Ono soundtrack oh, yeah they got Yuji Ono back which was super which, great which of course you have to have Yuji Ono yes so. shout out to Yuji Ono for still kicking it with the yeah. Lupin music <laughs> yeah, he's man like, what, he's like 80? 79 yeah. he's like 79 like uh He's still doing it, man. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I hope he continues to do Lupin stuff right up until he passes because he's super good at it. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can't have Lupin without a Yuji Ono soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really liked this new girl character that they introduced. Like, she was really sweet and cute. Yes. Um, the actress that played her was was really appropriate. Um, the dub actress was great. Yeah. Um, like, I wouldn't say... Like, she's super memorable, but she's also not, like, so, like, two-dimensional that, like, she's forgettable or badly written or yeah, anything. Yeah, she has, like, a character arc and, yeah. you know. Like, she has a personality. She She's she, very just, like, kind of naive and sweet and kind of like a little yeah. sister character to Lupin. Yeah, and and I like that she gets her digs into Lupin, too. Yes, like, it's cute. She, she teases him and, and mm-hmm. stuff and is very adorable. Um... It was very cute to see her like awkwardly try to steal things yeah, because she just, like wasn't very good. Because at it. <laughs> she was like, I need to get this diary because if I don't, like, I'm not gonna be able to do this other stuff that I want to do. And then like, because she wants to be like an archaeologist. Yeah, so. and it's again, it kind of goes back to the, like the Indiana Jones thing uh-huh. that she's like, I'm I'm doing the right thing by taking this. Really, and she can like read all these like ancient languages and everything. yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, so like it, it was neat to see. Like, you know, this new character in, like, this fun sort of role where she's she's more of, like, um, like assisting Lupin mm-hmm. rather than, like, Lupin chasing, like, another woman or something. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the older specials and stuff, it's like, ooh, here's a random sexy woman and Lupin's going to spend half the time Which chasing Which is, like, very in line with, like, the James Bondy kind of right. nature of everything. But, so. like, you know, it's like, yeah, we've seen that. It's fine. Yeah, it's just something a little, a little different. So. Yeah, it's almost kind of reminiscent of Castle of Cagliostro, where there's a younger, yeah, Clarice, female character yeah. that like Lupin has to help. But in this version, it's like okay, but what if we took that idea? But like, she's also like capable of like helping, yeah. and she's not so helpless. Yeah, Clarice is very much just like kind of like a princess, like locked in a tower, in a tower. like literally, <laughs> like literally locked in a tower. Yeah. Where, whereas, um, uh. Leticia. Leticia is more of like 
she's young and a little naive, but she's also, like, pretty scrappy. Yeah. So, she, you know, she's, and she's willing to help, and she has all this knowledge. She's not stupid. Yeah, she, like, she can, like, hang with the gang. Yeah, so yeah. So to speak, yeah. She even is like, wait, let me, let me go with you. And, yeah. And LuFon's like, no, you need to go to archaeology school and stuff. It's fine. Yes. He's like, here, I sent your, your thesis, so you yeah, got accepted. He, yeah, he stole her thesis and, like, sent it to the university she wanted to go to. Yeah, specifically the University of Boston, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know much about, like, archaeology, like... So it made me wonder if, like, is is the University of Boston just, like, super well-known in Japan? <laughs> That's sorry. Like, does it have this really, like, prestigious, like... <laughs> A standing in Japan? Like, do people know it? Like, uh. I, I'm curious about that. Because I remember when I was at a Jam Project concert, um, Kageyama was saying that his, I think it's his daughter, goes to school at the University of Boston. Uh-oh. And I was like, really? That's interesting. It is. Hmm. Like, out of all the schools in the world, like, University of Boston, okay. Oh. Hmm. So it made, it made me curious. I was like, I kind of would like to know more about that but i don't know where i would look so yeah shrug but um but yeah like uh it's very apparent that lupon is like i don't see you as like a love interest you're more of a little sister yeah and it was kind of nice to see that kind of um relationship kind of happen between them he was like more of a big brother character yeah and it was cute like like we were saying earlier it was very cute yeah um and the villains were pretty pretty good um grandpa aside (laughs) i mean they were good for what they were there for which is like you know we're nazis and you know we get to die later (laughs) in a black hole um in in a in a weird like i remember when we first saw the thing we were like okay what is it like they didn't explain what it was at first which i thought was a little weird like they waited and waited and waited to explain what this thing was like i'm waiting (laughs) And they were like, oh, it's this mystical ancient thing that creates mini black holes. And we were like, all right, that's cool. Like, when I first saw it, I think, what was it I said? It was like it was an ancient gamer chair. It looked like a gamer chair. <laughs> it looked like those weird gamer chairs that you see that are like, like, uh, that look sort of like weird alien, like yes. cyberpunk yes. bullshit things. Yeah, it definitely had that vibe. And I was like, what is that? Maybe we were gamers all along. <laughs> The, the ancient tribe of gamers. Yeah. Maybe that's who you are. <laughs> that's but, like, other than those, like, nitpicks, like, it's fine. It's, it, obviously, it's not a, it's a perfect quote. Um, but, like, I had a super fun time watching it. And I definitely agree that, I think it would be a good starting point, like, if you're looking to jump into a Lupin oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's very accessible Oh yeah, and anyone could watch this and they would have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There there's there's nothing that I would say like, oh, well, trigger warning for this or whatever. Um Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good. Like I, I wouldn't have no qualms like recommend like recommending this to like yeah, anyone. Um, <laughs> I mean, unless you are adverse to like uh Nazis dying? Yeah. Like <laughs> That's a that's, perk to me. That's yeah, that's a perk to me. Um that's a check in the I mean, because it's, like, pulpy, like we said, like, sometimes there are times where, like, Lubon gets a little, like, um, like, too flirty, uh, but in this one, it's pretty, pretty tame. Yeah, it's fine. He, he's not, like, going super crazy or anything. Oh, no, like, you could, you could watch this. Because, I mean, like, I would say in the old TV show, he's way more of a horn dog. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) In this, he's, like, pretty tame. Yeah, like, if you're, 
yeah, that's just, it's kind of an intricate part of this character to kind of be, like, that way. Mm-hmm. And, like, they really go over the top with it in the, in the woman called Fujiko Mine, where it's, like, an actual point where it's, like, actually creepy. Yeah. But, like, this is fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is... Nothing that I would give, like, like I said, I, I can't really think of anything that I would, like, do a trigger warning for. No, I mean, like, he's, like, flirty. But it's, like, mostly with, like, Fujiko mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, that's just the I guess, like I said, that one point where he's, like, oh, there's other ways I can make you talk. Yeah. But, like, it's it's it's, it's definitely... definitely like a, a playful kind of, like, I'm going to get you away. But, like, he doesn't yeah. mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's pretty obvious to she me. She is, like, not scared by him. Yeah. It's pretty obvious to me <laughs> that he was just doing it to be, like, ooh, if I say this, maybe it'll scare her. And she's, like, no, she's not buying it No, she, she doesn't believe it. Yeah. And he's, like, oh. Uh, well, I tried. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I feel like this is a really safe entry point to the franchise as a whole. Like, you're, you're not, there's there's no, like, big explanation or backstory or anything that you need to, like, go through. It's, like, pretty just solid, like, mm-hmm. good Lupin content. <laughs> yes. It's, you, you get, I got exactly what I wanted going into this movie. Yeah, same. I, I'm, like. Honestly, like, the, the one thing that kind of made me sad when I was thinking about it was, like, I wish I could have seen this in a theater. Yeah. Like, I really wish I could have seen this in a packed theater with all my friends on a big screen. Because I feel like it would have been, like, amazing to see this animation, like, super big on mm-hmm. a big screen. Like, that's really my only thing that I'm like, damn. Like, maybe maybe one day. Or maybe they'll make a sequel and then, like, yeah. maybe when everything is kind of, you know... Movie theaters are safe to go to again. We could like <laughs> right. Go. It feels weird talking about this, like you know, as if we're like, oh, all movie. Th- Remember a movie theater? <laughs> Remember those old things? Yeah. Like, uh, hopefully, in the future, when you know things start to get better, um, maybe G Kids will do like a theat- another theatrical run for the people who missed. They it. could do like um like show Lupin the Third the first, and then like maybe if there's a sequel that comes out, they could show that totally like, before or like the night before, and they mm-hmm. do like a little double feature thing going on. That'd be cool. Yeah, kind of like how they did the um what are the um the the, the Ghibli fests that yes. they used to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could do like you know in in a month you could do like you know here's this the Lupin the first uh Lupin the Third the first, and then if there's more like they could do the other one like yeah, next that'd be weekend fun. and. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be really cool, because I, I would love for them to do a sequel. Like, if it's as good, <laughs> if it's as good as this, I would love it, because this was all, it was super fun. Yes. From, you know, start to finish, super fun. And had, that's all I really want. Had a lot of fun, fun with things, it. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. have fun. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we got... Questions. questions we got questions from listeners hey. thank you for the questions thank you for taking the time to ask us questions yes um some of these i think we already kind of inadvertently answered like paula asks i legit have never seen anything loop on is this movie beginner friendly like we were saying absolutely oh yeah totally Dive, um, dive in. Just go yeah. for it. you don't need to know any previous Lupin stuff but for the people like us who have seen a bunch of Lupin stuff, you will kind of enjoy it more because you're like, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want out of a Lupin movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless, like, you like a different flavor of Lupin, if you like the really dark and gritty Lupin, <laughs> like, maybe not, I guess. Like, I love those Lupins, too, but this one's also fun. Yeah. So. If you're not adverse mm-hmm. to that flavor of Lupin, then, yes, it is great. <laughs> Come join us. Yes, Come it's fun. Come join Lupin fans yeah <laughs> and it's great like i feel like if you if you're a fan of the dub like the old dub oh the dub is you, good. <laughs> you, you will love this because the dub was fantastic yes, i loved it it was great they got tony oliver back as lupon and like he is 
Miley Pond. Yes. I yes. Love I love so. I love Tony Oliver as Dub Lupin. He's my he favorite is, Dub Lupin. He coined Fuji Cakes. Yes. And that means so much to me. <laughs> it's very important. It is. Also, like, I feel like if you're just, like, hanging out at home and you want something to have on and not maybe totally pay attention to it, like, while you're working, if you're a fan of the dub, like, you throw this on, put the dub on, you can listen to it while you work, and you're like, ah, it's my, my gang, my Lupin. <laughs> My Lupin gang. I yes. love them. The gang is back. Yes. And, oh, and there's a great extra on the Blu-ray of, like, um, the, the the dub actors all together. Like, yeah, just, they, like, reunite and have, like, a little, a little like, 20-minute chat. And it's yeah. really, really, really cool. So. Yeah. They talk about, like, doing, uh, like, their whole Lupin franchise experience, not just this movie, too, which yeah. is really fun. It is really interesting. They go through, like, their little... 18-year history. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really Yeah, cool. they talk about, like, you know, all the different, like, versions that they've done. Some of their favorite, like, uh, Lupin-isms, yeah, <laughs> which is really fun. Yes. Like, Lex Lane talking about, like, some of the wild shit, like, that they did <laughs> with the <laughs> original series. Yes. It's really, really, really cute. Yeah, that, uh, that dub, uh, that red jacket has, has a very certain flavor to mm-hmm. it that makes it very yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know there are some fans, I remember when that dub first came out, they were like, oh, I don't like this because it's not, you know, 100% accurate translation or whatever. And I'm like, but it has the fun, like, lightheartedness of... And they make, like, stupid, like, pop culture references yes! all the time. It has that fun, <laughs> cartoony, silly feeling that you want out of a Lupin It's like super. It's a super snappy script. And yes. It's, and it's, it's funny. funny. It's, it is, like, legit funny. I mean, they make some of the stupidest jokes. It's I great. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, totally beginner-friendly. Uh, but if you aren't a beginner, like, also, like, you'll love it, I think. Yeah, check it out. 100%. I feel like... I feel like you would. I feel like you would. Um, Joey Weiser asks, if they make a second CG film, what would you like to see in it? Uh, is this any different than what you would want in a traditionally animated Lupine film? I, is this any different from what you want in a traditional? No. Like, this is the kind of stuff I want in any Lupin movie. Yeah, this is standard stuff. I yeah, like <laughs> standard Lupin wackiness. I mean, his whole, like, that part where he, like, literally is falling in the air. And he's, like, swimming. And he's, like, swimming. <laughs> like, that's perfect. That's... He just, like, almost, like, pushes them off the plane. Like, kicks <laughs> them off the plane. Or, like, when he jumps out the fucking plane. Yeah. And he's, like, I don't have a parachute. And he's just twirling around yeah, in the he's air. Just, he's, he's just, like, he's, like, what up? We might die. How's it going? <laughs> like, that's the kind of dumbass Lupin I love. Yes. Like, I mean, I love... He's in it for the laughs. <laughs> I, I love the, I love the like uh, Sayamoto stuff and the Tokeshi Koike stuff. Mm-hmm. But like when when push comes to shove, I just love goofy ass Lupin. I love I love most flavors of Lupins. So yeah, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, most flavors of Lupin are pretty great. They're great. Um, but if they make a second film, I don't know. Like since they hinted a lot about like you know his his grandpa and stuff, like maybe another like heist that has to do with like his family history maybe yes i don't know like if they sprinkle more of that in there it would be kind of interesting and it would kind of tie it together with the first movie it would um but like honestly surprise me like just (laughs) give me something new and fun and cool like as long as it fits within the perimeters of like the archetypes of lupon like i'm fine yeah with it um uh, I guess I would like to see more, um, I don't know, go, go someplace that, uh, Lupin hasn't gone to very often. Like, he's gone to America a bunch. He's Maybe go to Japan. Yeah. Like, have, <laughs> have some more shit with Goemon. 
<laughs> Let's see more baby Goemon. I haven't like seen them go to Japan very much, so like it would be yeah. it would be fun to see them kind of go there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Lupin's like half Japanese, right? Yep. Uh, so like, yeah, play around with that aspect. That'd be fun. I would like to see like a whole kind of Japanese Lupin adventure. Yeah. So like, have him go to Japan and be like, I forgot how to use chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. You know, uh, just dumb shit like that. I, I don't know. I mean, as long as it's as well written as this movie, I'm cool with it. I'm I'm up for whatever crazy stuff that gang gets into next. That'd be cool. Um, anything you specifically? I pretty much of? agree. I would like um, one thing I wish I was more in this movie was like the gang just being together a little more. Yeah, but, just like, like hanging out, just like doing a little more stuff. But like, I got that towards the end of the movie, so I was happy. Mm-hmm. But maybe just more of a movie where everyone's together more often, a little. Yeah. But like otherwise, like I'm game for anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of like sad that they don't have more of those scenes where they're just like kind of all sitting around, like you know, plotting, like oh, what do we do next? And you know, yeah, like, like going on, like a uh, like Jigen going on and Lupin like sitting in an apartment, like just like shooting shit and just, yeah. like, thinking of stuff to do. Yeah, the closest we got was, like... <laughs> They're the not ma- domestic enough, I guess. <laughs> I'm with the domesticity. Domesticity! Yeah. Um, like, there was the part where they were all sitting in that plane and eating their cup of noodles. Yes, that was, that was very cute. Which was cute. Um, they were, like, ragging on Pops. Yeah. They, they drew his eyebrow... The eyelashes They on. drew the eyelashes in, so we did get the eyelashes after all. <laughs> sort of. So. They were fake. <laughs> fake eyelashes. <laughs> um, and, like, that one part... I think, uh, wasn't it that one say you, um, the kaiji guy, uh, um, was talking about how, yeah. like, that one scene where, uh, you see all of them standing together in the back of the plane. Yes, that was so good. And he was like, <laughs> oh, it was so exciting to see them all together, and, like, that part, like, you definitely do get that whole, like, oh, look, it's the whole gang. I just love the whole gang together. Yeah. Like, it just makes me so happy. You're like, it's all of them together. I know. Yay. I know. I, I, I know they can't be all together all the time, but I'm like. But when they do, it's, like, I super know. fun. I know. Because you're like, yeah, it's the whole family. It is. It's <laughs> very happy. The whole band of thieves. Uh, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's see. Invalid Name asks, the first makes significant thematic use of the fact that Lupin is the grandson of French don- gentleman thief Arsene Lupin. Something that doesn't come up often in the franchise is that an element you liked and would like to see again. Yeah, Again, I think we already answered this, but like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's really fun and cool. Um, like, it it would be super fun to see, like, some, like, a writer kind of pick that up and, like, play with it a little bit to see, like, what kind of stories they could come up with. Like, if they were really good, like, that would be really fun. It would. Uh, it it would be interesting to see, like, what, you know, Lupin's family looks like. Yeah, I mean, like, like his mother. We don't know anything about his mother. No, like, yeah. she's supposedly Japanese. Like, what's the deal there? Like, yeah. How did her, how did his... I don't know. How maybe, did, maybe we'll how did they in, mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I guess we don't have to go into that much detail, but it would just be interesting to kind of, like, explore that part of the character. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility. It's a it's definitely a possibility. They, I, again, I think, like, they need to straddle the line between, like, just giving us enough and not giving yeah. us too much. I don't want to be, like, info-dumped on, yeah. like, Lupin's family history. Just, like, enough to, like, kind of pique my curiosity and be like, oh. And plus, like, no spoilers for things like, say, like, Fujiko Mine. But even yeah. when a, a writer, like, gives us, like, quote, backstory, it's never canon. Yeah. It, and, and sometimes when it's presented as such, then there's always, like, a whole sort of, like, gotcha moment where, like, ah, not really, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, like, they could easily do... Th- 
like, you know, a whole thing where it's like, oh, here's sort of like Lupin's backstory. Or is it? And like, that would be fun, I guess. Like, I'm fine with it. Um, But just someone playing with that idea, I'm not adverse to it at all. As long as it's done well and it's not, like you said, like just a big info dump or like one giant flashback or something. Yeah, I don't, I'm not into that. No. No. I don't need that much, but just like a little. Just a little. I don't need a lot. Yeah. Just a little something. Just a little something. Kind of like, um, not to dive back too much into the whole, like, it's it's Indiana Jones, but, like, sort of like when, you know, they did The Last Crusade, mm-hmm. and you get to meet, like, Indy's father, and oh, he, yeah. he kind of gives you a little taste of, like, what his family life would have been like. Yeah. Like, that would be fun. Yes. Like, I, I, I could just deal with enough. that. Yeah, it's just, just enough. enough. It's not like they're sitting there telling you the whole backstory of Indiana Jones. You just get, like, these little tidbits here and there from yeah. his dad. And, like, and it's funny. All, that's, that's all you need, really. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I don't need a whole legacy series that's like JoJo's Bizarre Adventures where we know, like, his whole fucking family tree. No, I mean, like, <laughs> that's not necessary, so. And honestly, like, I think the team that made this could do something like that. Yeah, they totally well. could. They totally could. So. Like, they seem to have a really good handle on what makes these characters tick. So, if they did it again, I would be totally up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Lum Ranma Yasha has several questions. So, number one, thoughts on the film's character designs and animation? Do you feel like they managed to recapture the gang's signature expressiveness? Again, I think we answered this absolutely. I feel like they just nailed... The look and the feel of these characters, 100%. Yep, I totally agree. In my mind. Um, Number two, I didn't like the film giving the last-minute redemption to one of the villains. Your thought? Yeah, we already kind of went over that. Uh, I totally agree. I did not. I didn't really jive with that. I get why they did it, but it's like, meh. Whatever. Um, Number three, what are your favorite Lupin films? Ooh. Uh, well, I love Mystery Mamo. That's probably yes. my favorite Lupin film. Mystery Mamo is probably my favorite one, too. Because it's the most Lupin of the Lupin films. Yes. Like, it is the most Lupin thing. And it's such a, a wildly different movie from Castle of Cagliostro. It is, like, the polar opposite of <laughs> which was, Cagliostro. Which was the first Lupin thing I ever saw, I think was I think Uh and so when I saw Mystery Mama I was like what What was that (laughs) but like in a good way I was like this is so different and it's like bizarre and weird it's weird and kind of artsy it's very artsy there's like so many different like art references especially Mm -hmm. to like surrealism yeah and stuff like that and like I um and I love the villain in that movie yeah yeah it's just wacky and weird it's so weird (laughs) I I love it um I love the weird history that it has like if you if you have the like the Discotech DVD mm-hmm. of this movie, like they have like a whole sort of like history of like this movie and how it has like all these dubs, like it's been dubbed <laughs> so many times, and like they have, they have like different names for the movie. Yeah, they, they have the different names for them. Like this movie has such a weird ass history. It's really fascinating to mm-hmm. me, and like there's like they had to like edit parts out because they were like this is technically <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, which is very interesting to me to like, they were really pushing the envelope on like what they could get away with, with this movie, which is why it's so good. Which, yeah. Which is why (laughs) it's like, it's almost like, um, gorilla cinema almost. They were like, let's see how far we can push this movie. And I think that's one of the reasons I love it because like, they really did try to do so much with this movie and it's just sort of like amazing. (laughs) 
It's so bizarre. Like, it's great, it's, though. It's, it, I know. I, I love it for that reason. It's and so weird. it's really colorful. and Oh, it's a beautiful movie. And well animated. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people, you know, they'll say, like, oh, Castle Cagliostro is my favorite, and it's beautifully animated. And it is. And I agree. It but is. like I said, like, I f- when it, like as I've grown older and I watched it more and more and more, I was like, this just feels more like a Ghibli movie. It's a Miyazaki, like, joint. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's not a Lupin Which thing. is cool and fine. And, like, if that's your favorite Lupin movie, that's totally It's really fine. good. It's really good. It is a good movie. It's a good movie. Beautifully animated. Like, the car chase scene in... Oh, it's iconic. In, in Cagliostro is beautiful. Like, it's beautifully iconic. animated. I would say it's probably, like, in my... Like, if I was ranking all the Lupin movies, I would say it's still in my top, like, five. It's really... It's, it's iconic, and it's, like, very important to the history of Lupin. Yeah. In totally. the franchise. And also Miyazaki and just Ghibli stuff in general, mm-hmm. I think. But, I mean, it's not a Lupin movie to me. It's a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when we get down to it, but... Yeah. Yeah, Mystery totally. Momo is, like, 100 But Mystery Momo, um, I really, like, I finally got around to seeing um, The Legend of the Golden Babylon a few years ago, and I loved it. It's so weird. It's and also... It's it's a pink jacket um, yes, one. So. It's, it's a pink jacket one. It's so it's weird. it's, like, the 80s-y... It's so style. weird, and, like, the style is so different from, like, all the other Lupin movies. Yes, it is. Um, which I guess you can say for, like, most of my favorite, like, Mamo, and the, they're both very different looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I, I thought that, like, the Quake stuff were movies, but I guess they're technically OVAs. They're OVAs. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like- I would say those, too, because they're pretty great looking. Um like, well, we can, like, extend this to specials, too. Yeah. So. I mean, I love Jigen's Gravestone. And the way they're... They're very, like... The Koi K ones are very, like, grindhouse movie-inspired. Yes. They're very pulpy. And, like, the 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 stinger at the end of Jigen's Gravestone yeah. is so good. Oh, my... The, it's because it calls back to Mamo. I know! <laughs> That's why it's so good! I know! It's like, Mamo! <laughs> you're like, ah! It's so good! I, know. I love yeah. it! I love it! I, I totally love it. forgot about that, but you're right. It, like, it calls back to Mystery of Mamo. And I'm like, I totally freaked out when I watched and I saw them like yes yes I was so like I was so oh, into it oh, oh I, I love so, this I was so excited um I haven't seen Fujiko Mine's lie yet it's it's okay it's okay, it's okay. but I feel like the, the Jigen's gravestone is the strongest of the Koike yeah because like um going on Ishikawa's blood spray was also okay yeah it was only alright oh my god but like best Fujiko design was in that oh yeah yeah one thousand percent totally best Fujiko design totally like. That's the reason you watch that. Yeah. It's because Fujiko Koi, looks Koike, amazing. <laughs> Koike really knows how to draw these characters, especially Fujiko, oh, yeah. because he did the designs for um, the woman called Fujiko. Movie. I know, and like... And she looks amazing Man, in talk about something I would love to have a movie of. It's like that... Get that, like, yes. Fujiko Mine style and, like, give it a movie budget and see what you can do mm-hmm. with it. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. so good. That would be wonderful. Um, um, I can't really think... Um, oh, um, uh, Fuma Clan. Oh. I yeah. really like Fuma Clan. Um, because, A, it's animated by, again, some former, um, Ghibli folks, so the animation mm-hmm. is fantastic, and, um, and it's a Goemon story, <laughs> and we don't get, like, a shit ton of those, so, like, it was really fun to see, like, a Goemon-centric thing, mm-hmm. um, for a change, and, um, honestly, those are, I think, my top ones. Yeah, um, the rest the rest of the specials are kind of like to the wayside. They're nothing really great in particular. Mm-hmm, Pretty mm-hmm. like... Uh, but this one, I feel uh, Lupin the Third, the first, I feel like is uh, probably also going to be a favorite. 
Oh yeah, I would watch this again. Yeah, <laughs> like it. I'm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I mean, G Kids gave me like a copy for free as a gift. Uh, but like, I would legit go and I'm like, I saw what the steelbook version looked like, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And I'm like, I'm kind of tempted to go buy it. <laughs> just have like two copies. <laughs> to, to just have like the prettier copy. <laughs> Like, one to love and then one to display. <laughs> because, like, it looks really cool. Like, I, I, I also saw, like, if you open it up, the booklet inside looks like the Brisson Diary. No. And I was like, oh, that's a cool little that is pretty cool. thing to add to it. Oh, I like that. But, yeah, um, other than that, like, I can't think of any other, like, Lupin movies that really stand out to me personally. Um, but... There's not, like, a lot of actual, like, movie movies. A lot of it's just, like, mm-hmm. TV shows and specials. Yeah, I think the last, like, theatrical thing was, like, Dead or Alive, wasn't it? I think so. And wasn't that one, like, directed by Monkey Punch or something? Maybe. I, I think. I, I can't remember. And other than that, the only other Lupin thing was, like, the live-action movie. Yeah. Which was, eh, Yeah. Me. I'd rather watch, like, the Italian fan movie. <laughs> the Italian fan movie is that, a bit. like... That, like <laughs> It kind of goes it's around. It's so cute. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> I'd rather watch that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it's really cool to see, like, Lupin get, like, movies again. I hope this is a continuing trend. Yes, like, it would be cool. I, I'd be so happy to see another one of these come out. So. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, let's see. Sporadic Erratic asks, I've heard that Monkey Punch created Lupin as an unlikable character on purpose because he was fed up. Uh, but instead, fans went nuts for him. Is this true? And if so... Was Monkey Punch disgusted or laughing all the way to the bank? Um, I tried to look up to see if, like, he ever said anything specific, but it's kind of hard to find, like, there's not a lot of, like, English interviews. Um, But something that uh, he seemed to say over and over again was he created Lupin. Well, first of all, he was hired to make Lupin as, like, a three-month story in a magazine. Oh, yeah. It was, like, like this total throwaway thing. Yeah. And, like, the name Monkey Punch was even supposed to be a throwaway name because he didn't like the name. His editor just suggested it, and he was like, fine, whatever. It's going on this story I'm only writing for three months. Uh I don't care. Whatever. But then, like, they extended the the story to six months because the fans seemed to like it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, all right, I guess I'm writing it for a long... And then they just... We're like, um, would you be interested in doing this full time? Because the fans are really eating this up. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> and so he ended up writing uh, Loop on the Third for like a long time. Uh, I think it was over 10 years or something mm-hmm. in magazines. Um, right. For the first original like run. Like the OG wrong monger. Yeah. And like he, he grew to really love it because... To him, Lupin signified, like, a freedom that he didn't have. Like, because Lupin was free to do and say anything. Mm-hmm. Because he was this, like, international, like, thief. And he could go anywhere and do anything. Mm-hmm. And um, so Lupin represented, like, freedom to him. So I-, I didn't see anything that sort of gave any insinuation that, like, he did it because he was like, well, haha, I hate this job. Fuck you. And I'm going to just draw this guy the way I want to. And he's going to be a rude little crude monkey man there is like this like point of parody of like his manga and like how he is kind of poking fun at like you know the spy like thriller genre <laughs> yeah type thing where there is like i wouldn't say it's cynical but like he is definitely like making fun of truly <laughs> these, yeah these things and like and like the thing with those movies and like stories is like the protagonists are pretty unlikable <laughs> yeah yeah but like lupon is like kind of likable in a very like he's terrible like in a really fun way <laughs> yeah he's like a weird little like a horny gremlin yes. 
manga he is, like, 100%. And, like, that is, like, super fun to me. And, like, I love him for that reason. So. And um, Monkey Punch has said, like, you know, obviously, like we were saying earlier, uh, he was very inspired for the story from uh, his love of, like, James Bond, mm-hmm. Mad Magazine, um, pulpy things, uh-huh. uh, you know, old, like, Western novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, our, our St. Lupin novels, yes. because he loved that. I think it was really cool that, like, it seems like... The when they were making this movie, the the reference to the Bresson Di- Bresson Diary uh, is a reference to the French director Bresson, who did a lot of like um, sort of like neo noir I think movies that were like kind of mis- mysterious oh, cool. and minimalist and Ooh, I like that. and and I and there was like uh, I believe one of the. One of the movies he did was called Pickpocket, which is which was uh, I think about like a thief. Oh. And I believe there was another movie he did that was like the the priest's diary or something like that. So I think that's what the Brisson name was referencing was this oh. director, this French director. Oh. Uh, and it takes place in France, so like that would make oh. sense. Oh. Um, but uh, I believe who was it? Someone on Twitter pointed this out to me. I think it was Casey. I think it was Minovsky article who pointed this out. Um, and I wouldn't have made that connection because I, I, it, it wasn't something I was thinking about, like, until, like, somebody pointed out. I'm not, oh. like, that familiar with French cinema, but, like, yeah, I'm curious yeah. to check it out now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think I've only seen, like, a, one or two of his things, and it was, like, a long-ass time ago, so I cannot remember very well. But it's, like, one of those um, directors that, like, Criterion has, like, uh, okay. releases for. Okay. So um, I thought that was a cool reference because it's obviously, like, a cool nod to the fact that uh, obviously Monkey Punch was like super into like international things that had to do with mysteries and and uh, thieves and like cool guys doing things and cool guys doing things to good genre. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> and again, he was like poking fun at this. Um, and I guess he was laughing all the way to the bank, uh, regardless of any of that, because like you know. In interviews, he was still like, I do not understand why Lupin is so popular. I think that happens with, like, a lot of franchises. Like, people just make stuff and it just flies off the shelves for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It just... Something happens. Like, <laughs> Sometimes you just make a hit. Yeah. And you it can't just, explain it, like, it. You hit it, like, at the right place and the right time, mm-hmm. and it just... You kind of soar from there, and it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't understand it, but, like, I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't really have much to do with the anime ad- adaptations either, um, like some people I've, I've seen were like really surprised when they tried to read the manga and they were like, this is like a lot more cruder and like oh, yeah. graphic than like the anime. Yes, it is much, it's, it's, it's very different. <laughs> yeah. It's super different. Like the Lupin characters are caricatures of like just all these kind of crazy archetypes and yeah. everything. Like they just, each adaptation has like a different take on Lupin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Green Jacket is like kind of dark and gritty. Yeah. And it was never really popular. But then Red Jacket came along and it was like kind of more lighthearted and goofy. Yeah. Like kind of sexy, kind of silly. Mm-hmm. And then Pink was like super like Goofball. Looney, <laughs> goofball, Looney Tunesy, like um kind of totally different flavor. Yeah, a little more experimental. A little more experimental and like it took place in the eighties, so a little bit different than that. And then blue is just like a more modern, a more modern take on Lupin, mm-hmm. where there's like technology. Mm-hmm. It's what if Lupin had a cell phone? <laughs> yeah, that, that does happen. Or like, yeah. what if Lupin had the had the internet? <laughs> what if Lupin was on social media? Yes, that was that was a weird that happened. <laughs> Which, that like, was how Lupin was like, oh, literally everyone's a cop now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you're not wrong, Lupin. 
<laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, and it's just like the manga is just a different take on it. So yeah, mm-hmm. and um, famously, like uh, Monkey Punch was like his only real feedback when they were making the anime adaptations. Were he was like, just make it good. Yeah, he's like, I don't really care what you do. Just make my character make make a work with my characters and make it good. Like, yeah, make it enjoyable. Yeah. Because he was like, I don't really know what goes into making anime, so what, who am I? Because I'm a comic artist. Because I'm a comic like. artist, so who am I to say, like, you need to do this and you need to do that? And I think most famously, like, I believe um, Dead or Alive was, like, they tried to make him more involved in it, and he was just like, I don't know, man. Like You guys are the experts. I'm just, like, <laughs> I, I made the comic. That's... He's like, I made a comic. <laughs> I made a comic and it kind of spun out of control and I don't know why, but I'm, I'm happy. And people like it and that's cool. Yeah, I it's, guess. It's part of like the Japanese cultural zeitgeist now. It's just, it's mm-hmm. so, it's it's, it's it's bigger than one man. Yes. It's just. That's why, it. that's why it will live on forever. Oh, I did like that they, they did like a little, um, sort of like in memorandum thing to Monkey Punch. Oh yeah. Like they were, um, in the interviews they were like, they were talking about like the director and the voice actors like, yeah, we really wish like. Monkey Punch like could have been could have been around to see this, mm-hmm. and we were really really proud of it, and we think he would really enjoy it, and I, mm-hmm. I think he would too. And I believe that when they started working on this, like he gave them his blessing, yeah, and, like all that stuff, yeah, yeah. and um, like they put a little quote at the end. Yes, it was very sweet. It was really cute, and was, I was like, oh, it was very sweet. It is kind of a, a shame that he passed away before he could see it. I know because like it was in production before he got to see it. Yeah, so, like he was aware of the project, but just never got around to yeah actually experiencing it unfortunately yeah but um but yeah like uh, the world of lupon is is very vast and interesting <laughs> yes it's, it's fun <laughs> um let's see garrett asks one thing that i admire about the lupon the third franchise is its versatility the character has been depicted in varying forms of media over a number of years to the point that he can appeal to a wide variety of age groups and sensibilities. Yeah, definitely, like we were saying yeah. before. Uh, so far, I've watched The Castle of Cagliostro, The First, The Legend of the Gold of Babylon, and a few TV episodes from the 70s on Retro Crush. Based on my leanings towards both the Miyazaki and recent CGI films, I have been able to determine what depictions of the Lupin character I prefer best. All that said, what would you recommend that I watch next? Hmm. Well, if you've checked out, like, the first and you liked um, Red Jacket, I think Blue Jacket probably would be a good jumping point. It's it's kind of, it has more of a story mm-hmm. in it. It has kind of a continuity, but it has that kind of zaniness sometimes that Red Jacket has. Mm-hmm. If you're kind of like, there, there is some, like, crazy stuff in Red Jacket sometimes. It's just like, oh, this totally. is so... Even for Lupin, this is kind of bizarre, but... Yeah. I totally recommend checking out Blue Jacket. There was one that came out in 2015, and there's also one that came out a couple years ago recently. I can't mm-hmm, remember, but mm-hmm. that, for sure, I think you would definitely like Blue yeah. Jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, if you did like Lupin the Third, the First, and The Legend of the Gold of Babylon, uh, maybe Mystery of Mamo. Yeah, Momo's kind of weird, but, like, if you're, like... If you're on board with the weirdness (laughs) that you saw in Legend of the Gold of Babylon, like, you might like it. Yeah, you you would. Just, like, for... It's, like, the most Lupon-y Lupon thing I can think of. So, like, if you, like, you want just, like, unabashedly that... Yeah, unfiltered Lupon. (laughs) (laughs) I recommend that, but you seem to be kind of liking, like... Leaning towards the kind of the zanier kind yeah. of more not wholesome but more like kind of like 
little softer. A little softer Lupin, and I think, like, Blue Jacket would definitely be a good fit. Yeah. Blue Jacket is definitely great. Like, it had some really fun episodes. There's good character moments, and the characters are, like, super... There's, like, a, a like kind of a continuous storyline. They get some really kind of cool um, animation directors in there mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, uh, every so often, like, a character will have, like, their own episode. Yes, there's, like, a Going On episode, and there's a Jigen episode. There's, like, like a Fujiko kinda get, episode. Yes, they all kind of get their little, they get their little moments. Yeah. And it's really cool. It's so. fun. It is. And the ending is, like, kind of crazy, so <laughs> I, I think you Oh, like and the Blue music Jacket. was really good. Yes, the music was excellent. I really like the Blue Jacket, like, yes. openings and endings. Yes, and it has, like, this really kind of, like, jazzy ending that, like, Fujiko, quote-unquote, sings. Yes. It's very good. It's very cute. It's very cute. I really like it. So. Um, the animation style is uh, is pretty on par with, like, what you expect in Lupin, too. There's nothing too, like, wild or out there. And also it takes place in Italy, so, like, lots yeah. of sightseeing in Italy. Lots of sightseeing in so. Italy. Lots of, like, <laughs> pasta. Yes, they're <laughs> eating lots of pasta. Yeah. Uh, I kept, I kept thinking, like, are they going to do, like, a recreation of, like, the Miyazaki spaghetti uh, yeah. thing? <laughs> but they never went that far. Um, I did see, like, on Twitter, like, a couple weeks ago, of, like, someone, like, drawing out, like, that Miyazaki scene, but in the manga style. In, like, oh! Manga panels. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> that is, that's a very cute idea. It's very, it Man. Is, it's very cute. Man, I might have to try to find that. That sounds adorable. <laughs> if I find it, I will send it to you. Because I was like, this is so cool. So, so cute. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> Carolbit asks, is Zenigata a himbo? He's a dilf. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a difference between a dilf and there, a himbo. N- like, yeah. Zenigata is a dilf. Yeah, but a dilf can be a himbo? Or can a himbo be a dilf? It's like it's a rectangle. It's like a square can be a rectangle, but a rectangle can't be a square. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that kind of situation. But to me personally, he's a dilf. Mm-hmm. He's, he is especially a dilf in Lupin the Third, the First. And I believe in. <laughs> I I can't remember. In one version, he specifically says he has a wife and kids. In one version, I cannot remember which one. Um, I, I think it's pink. It, it might be pink, yeah. Don't quote me on that. It was one of the older ones. It is like a throwaway line. Because it, it definitely could be a throwaway like, I ha- line. I have a hard time believing this and he got it, like, is married. But that, yeah, I mean, that would be a little, like, he's just counterproductive like, to his lifestyle. He's just, he's too obsessed with Lupin yeah. to have a family. <laughs> and he's, like, he's too, like, kind of, um inexperienced i think <laughs> yeah because he spends all his time working i know he's just sorry he's a workaholic yeah so um my verdict is zenny god is dilf that what about you what is your verdict <laughs> uh i either i guess depending on like the context of like which lupon thing we're talking about but i feel like if could, we're saying if we're, if we're like lupon and third the first lupon third the first yeah dilf yeah yeah he dilf. is 100 percent a dilf um, I mean, he's a dilf in every adaptation but I just love Zenigata. So. <laughs> <laughs> Zenigata is is a attractive man. <laughs> yeah, people, it was so funny because when the trailer came out, people were like, "Oh my god, Zenigata is hot!" I'm like, "He's always oh, been he's hot. He's always been hot. Like, like all these characters have always been hot." I'm like, "Zenigata's always been hot." Like, it, it's <laughs> just like they're they're animated in a different way, so it's almost like jarring how hot they are. Yeah, now. <laughs> I'm just like. Yeah, I'm glad it woke some people up to my Zenigata Dolph agenda, but, like, he's always been hot. Sorry. I mean, that strong chin. Oh, he looks so good. Uh, the so the good. high cheekbones. Yes, his little, like, five o'clock shadow. <laughs> like, he just shapes. The, uh, bl- the butt chin. Hello. 
as someone who has a butt chin, I love, <laughs> I love the, the representation. <laughs> You're like, this is the representation I yes, crave. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he's always, like, pretty, like, okay dressed. He's got the suit. He's got the trench coat. Oh, yeah, he's looking good. He's, he's, he's a, got a little hat on. He's like, his little hat. He looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Looks very nice. Totally, totally. And you can tell he works out. Because oh, yeah. he's always running. He's always running out of loop on. Gotta stay in shape. <laughs> he, he's a very stocky man. He is. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very good looking. <laughs> so yeah, Pops is a dolph. <laughs> Go for it, Pops. Yeah. <laughs> Pops can get it. <laughs> he, can. he can. He looks good. He does look good. But like we said, everybody looks good in this Oh, movie. yeah. Everybody. Everyone's hot, so. Everybody. Which is standard Lupin fare, so. Definitely. Okay, we have one more question. All right. From our good friend, Death Nuts. Yay! <laughs> James Pickens. James I love Pickens. that guy. <laughs> that, one of the bestest boys on Twitter. Yes, I love that guy. <laughs> uh, he says, it is a well-known fact that this is the first time Lupin has fought David Lynch, the villain of the film. Which other motion picture directors do you think should try to murder Lupin the third? Think about this for a minute. You, you can go. <laughs> oh man, um, um, Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I would love to see that. <laughs> I what mean, would, what would the movie be about? Like, I have what? no idea. <laughs> I just want to see him fight Spielberg. Well, that was the first thing that came to my mind because, like, you, I, I'm, I grew up with um, Animaniacs, and Spielberg was in, like, yes, he was in it all the time. Yes. So like so that just that was the first thing that popped in my head is like Spielberg is gonna just come in there and be like come on Lupin I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I don't. He doesn't even need a reason. Let's just have him like duke just it out. Just have him fight Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I don't. That's the only explanation I can think of as to why Steven Spielberg was the first thing that popped into my head was I was just so used to the. I mean, it's like I was, classic. I was so used to the idea of like Steven Spielberg is already a cartoon character. So just just throw, just him, throw in him in there. there. He, he's, he's he's already crossed the threshold. Just like <laughs> throw him into that universe and see what happens to him. I mean. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he's, uh, like, they're doing an Ark of the Covenant sort of deal. <laughs> Is that the one where their faces melt? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because, <laughs> I mean, he, I think he was involved with that with George yeah, Lucas. Yeah, So, like, yeah. Like, he'd be perfect for, like, some Indiana Jones bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except I'm like, he's, like, actually in it. Yeah, except he's actually guy. in it as the bad guy. You know? Yeah, actually, that, yeah, that, that sounds good to me. <laughs> he could even dub himself. Why not? Yeah. Just put him in there. He can do the, he, he can do the Japanese track too. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just he give, can do it phonetically. Yeah, phonetically. <laughs> give him a script. He can do it. He can do it. I believe in you, Steven Spielberg. I believe in you, Mr. Spielberg. Oh my god. Two titans of uh, of cinema duking oh. it out. Who will win? It's like Lupin versus Spielberg. <laughs> or Spielberg versus Lupin. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so I want Lupin to fight Darren Aronofsky. Oh, yes! I oh. want him to Because f- Darren Aronofsky would hate Lupin because <laughs> yes. he would hate him because, one, he's anime. Yes! <laughs> he fucking hates anime. He hates anime with his heart and soul, and that's why he keeps buying the rights to anime to make it real, which is stupid. Yeah, look, look, look. E, Black Swan, I, E, Black Swan. <sighs> Black Swan. Yeah, he hates anime, and also, he takes himself way too seriously. Yes. So he would hate Lupin, who, like, doesn't take himself seriously at all. Also, someone <laughs> just needs to kick Darren off I his ass. I know! <laughs> exactly. Someone yes. just needs to kick his ass. I know. 
I'm like, did you like read like that John Carpenter interview about how much he like does not like Tarkin? That was cute. And he's just like shitting on him. I love John Carpenter. I know so he much. like he can't stand him. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, I trust you. <laughs> John no. Carpenter, I trust you in my life. Just, my life. I know. I like I read that and I'm like, yeah, Darren O'Ross is such a jackass. So <laughs> I definitely want like he would hate Lupin because he's anime and like also Darren O'Ross needs to get his ass kicked. Yes. So. Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the parking lot in five minutes if you want to ask Kiki. Yeah. Sign Lupin. <laughs> no, he would like find Lupin because he like hates him. Oh, he would, he just he hates Lupin because like Lupin is like so nonchalant he's, and he's like that, so comfortable. He's the anti Darren. He is. He's like the foil of him. He like he's like you represent everything I hate, pretty, Lupin. Pretty much. Have at you. <laughs> yeah. So that's my answer. Oh man, that's. Perfect. Oh, man. So we have my answer, which is more of, like, a whimsical, like, silly one, and you have your serious, like, fucking <laughs> murder here in Aronofsky. <laughs> yeah, I do not like Aronofsky. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, yeah, same. <laughs> takes himself way too seriously. He needs to be kicked down a notch, so. <laughs> Lupin do I think, it. I think Lupin is the guy we need to do it. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like, okay, we get it. You hate anime and have no sense of humor. Next. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye bye. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> I think that's a good one to end it on. Oh man, that was amazing. <laughs> that was an amazing question. Thank you, Pickens. Yes, thank you, thank you, Pickens. Thank you, James Pickens. <laughs> thank you again. Earning that title of one of the best boys on Twitter. Yes, I love him. Thank He's you. Great. Always thankful, <laughs> Mr. James uh, also, many thanks to those who left me tips this month on Kofi, including Rachel, Retro Sofa, Retro Deluxe, and several others who wish to remain anonymous. Thank you so much for being my very first tippers of 2021. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. If you want to get a shout out on the next episode of the podcast to be just as cool as they are, all you have to do is go to my Kofi account and leave me a tip of two or more coffees. I'll have a link to that in the show notes, which you can see at onamainnostalgia.blogspot.com as well as at onamainnostalgia.tumblr.com where you can also find other relevant links for this episode as well as links to past episodes. Um, I've actually had a few people email me in recent months asking like why the the RSS feed for the podcast doesn't have like every single episode and I have tried so hard to figure out like what the problem is with the RSS feed not showing like every single episode I've ever put out into it uh but like I I'm not a coder I'm not like a super professional about this uh, but every single episode I've ever done is available on the blog if you go back far enough I know that's kind of inconvenient it's not like in your podcaster catcher apps or on iTunes or Stitcher or the usual places uh but do know that they are there if you do want to go back, and I apologize that it's kind of hard to 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 go back into like quote the archive, but they are still there, and they're good. You and should listen to them all. Yes, and I think you know. Uh, I often joke that like I am kind of embarrassed of like you know my early episodes and and uh, you know how rough around the edges they are, but you know I, I feel like you know. It, 
in retrospective, it does show how, how much I've grown and am still growing to this day because I am a one person operation. <laughs> I do all of this, like all on my own. Uh, I record and I edit and I write all of this stuff. Like I don't have an editor. I don't have, you know, a staff that does any of this for me. And I, and it's not my job, so I don't get paid for it. Um, I, I get any, any payment I get from the show is through uh, the coffee tips that y'all leave me or uh, people using my affiliate links on the blog or on Tumblr or whatnot. And I super duper appreciate it because it does help me keep uh, motivation going <laughs> in these trying times uh, to keep making things for you. And I do appreciate all the wonderful emails that y'all have sent me over the last few months, especially during 2020 when things were like super, you know, uncomfortable and and, and not stressful and and not super good. Mm-hmm. Um, it really it really did help out a lot, and uh, I really super duper appreciate it. Like I really can't thank y'all enough for uh, the nice comments and the nice emails and the tips and and just like uh, you know, I hope that in some small way, uh, my podcast continues to be something that like, you know, you look forward to hearing and you have fun listening to and, uh, that, you know, I try my best to make this a, you know, welcoming and fun, positive space for everyone to enjoy. Uh, you know, everyone's welcome. I don't like (laughs) try to shun the newbies because like, you know, how are we going to convince people to, watch like all these cool older things if, yes if we welcome we... fans of all ages yes mm-hmm. so uh you know hopefully i can do that um i also appreciate the people who've shown the podcast some love uh like by leaving ratings and reviews on like itunes and stitcher and spotify and all those regular places uh if you do want to send an email or comment directly you can always email me at anime nostalgia podcast at gmail.com um it might take me a little while to get back to you uh especially right now because things have been kind of crazy this month of january but you know trying my best to get through that backlog (laughs) as always um but my amazing theme song music was made by carobit you can find him on twitter at carobit K-E-R-O-B-I-T. Carobit. My froggy friend. <laughs> um, and thank you so much, Trisha, for coming back. It's been a while, and it was super fun to just sort of gush about all things Lupin and watch this super fun movie. Yes, I had so much fun, and I always love coming on the show. And Yay! I especially love discussing Lupin with you. Yes, I knew it's one of your favorite things to talk about. Yes, I'm so. always in the mood for it. Monsieur Lupin. Monsieur Lupin. <laughs> uh, where can we find you on the, the World Wide Webs? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter, unfortunately, so you can find me at... Um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my, we are on the Twitter. I am unfortunately on Twitter, so you can find me on uh, Twitter at Boobliest, and I'm also... I have a Tumblr, but I barely use it anymore, and it's Boobly, so... Boobly. 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 So. Boobly doobly. Yeah, but I just, like, come and talk to me. I like to make friends, so... Yeah. <laughs> And thanks again, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, We will see you next time. Uh, 
until then, wash your hands, wear a mask, um, punch Nazis. Yeah, if this movie taught me anything, it's that Nazis lose. <laughs> yeah, Nazis lose. <laughs> Let's hope for a great year. Fingers crossed. I'm optimistic. Yes. So. Mm -hmm. Yay, 2021. Yay. <laughs> Knock on wood.